Yes, people. Welcome back to another episode of Top 4 Podcast. I am your host for today. Unfortunately, our regular host, Peter, is away. Um, he's at the Arsenal versus Crystal Palace game, which we're currently watching live. But I'm joined by some very, very special guests and some very, very special regulars. Um, first things first, we got AD, a Liverpool fan. Adrian, what are you telling me? Sadio. Obviously... Like the boy, the boy, he's not where he used to be, but he's evolving his game. He's evolving his game. He's still here, man. Hey, big up, more, he's still here. Big up, Sadio Mane. I'm joined by David, an Arsenal fan. Vieira, woo, Vieira, woo. Came from Senegal, play for the Arsenal. Vieira, come on. <laughs> hey, are you are you cheering on Vieira today? Or, or... I was about to say. Hey, listen, it's Vieira, bruv. Come on. It's Vieira, it's Vieira, it's Vieira. Um, and last but not least, uh, Ernest is currently on the way, so when he gets here, I'll introduce him. But I am joined by a very, very special guest. First time on Top 4 Podcast. Big up yourself, Mohammed. What are you telling me? Chelsea fan, just like me. Rap, rap, man. Uh, thank you, thank you, actually, for having me on, man. Honestly, I've been looking forward to it. I've, I've watched you guys quite a few times, man. The banter is absolutely real with you guys. It's a pleasure to be amongst you lot. I can't wait to discuss this weekend's action and also watch the Arsenal game and maybe react to a few things that might be happening in the game at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Obviously, it's a watch along. Um, Abdi065. Mo, you said you're, you're you're happy to be here. Um, <laughs> Abdi said, I hate it here, man. Obviously, it's Man United fan. United again. Slapped up recently. Um, but I can't wait, Abdi, Abdi, when we get into Manchester United, I can't wait to ask you a few questions because, boy, there's a lot going on. He also says, man like Mo, you know, my Somali brother. Damn, man. Hey, you got Somali love out here. You got Somali love. But first things first, uh, I want to kick it off by going to David. Obviously, Arsenal, Crystal Palace at home, Vieira coming home. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think of the team? Are you confident that you guys can get three points? I, I don't know, bruv. <laughs> I don't know because obviously we've got an attacking lineup here, but fam, he's not been able to open people up this season, bro. Mm. It's only only against Tottenham where them man opened up. They were I don't even know, they weren't even at the races. We peppered man 3 0. 3 1, whatever it was. Mm. But these man, when this when man them set up to defend, bro, we can't open man up, bro. So okay. it's a wait and see thing, isn't it? So mm. As long as we don't have no howlers at the back, bro, we'll be good, fam. The thing is, Palace are... They, they look like a more organised team. I think at the beginning of the season, they were struggling quite a bit. I remember they got... Um, they, they had... They, they lost to us 3-1 on the opening day, and they didn't look good at all. But then a lot of their players came back from injury, and Vieira's got them organised. Vieira looks like a better manager than Arteta. So, uh, I'm, 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 I'm open to see what happens here. Adrian, what do you, what do you reckon? Um, I think obviously no Zaha is a, is, a, is a big thing so I think yeah, yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal, should, Arsenal should be beating Palace today but yeah on your Vieira point definitely man I feel like now his players have come back he's sort of had like a couple mm. months to impose some sort of, sort of style and philosophy so yeah Palace will decent man decent. yeah man yeah, yeah, yeah. David uh, says big up top four um, big up Asad he says Wagwan um, um and so I also said, we pump both of these dead teams, CFC, till I die. Big up you, bro. We'll get into Chelsea. We'll get into Chelsea later on. But speaking of teams getting pumped, Adrian, your boys Liverpool ran out 5-0 winners against Watford. Slow um, 
Talk, yeah, yeah. Adrian always always banging on about the slaughterhouse. The slaughterhouse is there this weekend. Talk to me, bro. You know what? I feel like a couple of weeks ago when, when this game was sort of um, when I sort of had a bit of focus on this game, you know, we get those silly thoughts. Obviously, you think of you know the way they demolished us last time we were there. Um, obviously, you think you know Ismail Lassar. Could he be looking to you know have, have a Liverpool audition? Obviously, you think to yourself, you know, new manager bounce, twelve thirty kickoff after an international break. Then I sat there and I thought to myself, hang on a minute, this side is absolutely shambolic. Um, they've got they've got they've got they've got a YouTuber in goal who who cares more about vlogging with Nella Rose than keeping <laughs> Danny Rose. I thought I thought he was going to retire. I thought I thought he was retiring in the summer because he just he didn't he didn't look like he was at the level he was a few years ago. Obviously, he scrimmed down a bit, but Salah took him to the cleaners. That was an absolute absolute pasting. And I think for for Liverpool, I think it's good. It's always a good thing when all three of your front three score. Um, and I think. I, I want to ask you guys a question actually because yeah, a lot of right. people were sort of waxing lyrical about Liverpool saying, you know, all of these superlatives, you know, fantastic team, they're, they're going to be the team to be. And then Jay Humphries asked a very good question now. Why, why are people surprised? Because at the beginning of the season, when, when a lot of people were making their, you know, top four predictions, a lot of people had Liverpool fourth behind Man United. Like not many people, I mean, obviously Oscar, Oscar was different, but not many people touted Liverpool to compete for the league and that. I, 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 I just want to know why really, like what, why, why are we shocked that this, is, this has happened? Um, well, yeah, like, like you said, didn't it? you already said my thing already. I, I was always thinking that Liverpool were going to dominate this league once their players come back and they come back to full fitness. You've got the best first 11 in the league, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people just saw last season and thought that Klopp had been found out and that the system had been found out, and I was never on that wave. I think one of the reasons that let you down last season was when Klopp decided that the injuries to Van Dijk and Matip and all of those players meant that he was going to play his midfielders in the centre-back positions. So you weakened your midfield, and essentially you weakened your centre-backs as well. And then we, you saw you go on that horrible run at Anfield where teams were coming and, and making Anfield the slaughterhouse. Teams were coming and slapping you up. As soon as that flipped, as soon as you started playing uh, Nat, is it Nat Phillips? Yeah, Nat Phillips, yeah. I really like that guy, man. I thought he was a good Hey, hold on, bruv. It's about my blood clot, young cunt. Are you done, bruv? I was waiting for you to see it. I was waiting for you to see it. 1-0 to the Arsenal. Let's go, bruv. Arsenal won Crystal Palace. No, it's actually Pepe that made the opening, though. Pepe burned his his fullback and, and, and has a shot, like, far post. Keeper pushes it out directly to Aubameyang. So you're done, done now. Open goal, but good finish, good take. Palace in the mud already. It's a mad thing. Um, but anyway, back back to what I was saying on Liverpool. Um, yeah, no, I, I always believed that you guys had the have, have the strength to to go the distance, and and I think part of that was found in that the back end of last season when you won ten games in a row. It was just it was just repetitive. You have the consistency. You know how to drive once you've got all your players in, in position. And this was a bit of a throwback, this game, to the 18-19 um, season when you were just slapping teams like 4-0s, 5-0s on a regular basis. Um, I think this result does say more about Watford than it does about Liverpool. I agree. But 
I do think I do think Liverpool were very, very impressive. I want to read a couple of comments and then I'll get on to Mo's opinion. Bosta Endo says, my boy Bobby Dazzler be styling on them. Hattie settings, six goals in seven games for the Brazilian Maestro. Um and Boss Lack says, AD is a celebration. Oh, bro, bro. I'm glad I'm glad Salah's getting the love he deserves. Uh yeah, Mohammed, what do what do you think of Liverpool at the moment? Bro, people seem surprised, but I don't know why, man. And Oscar, like you, bro, we've been saying it the whole summer, man. Like, I generally thought Liverpool are going to be title contenders, and I'm not shocked. I'm looking at Liverpool doing what Liverpool always does, man. Like, the fact of the matter is, last year, I remember at the start of last last season, I said to people, look, Liverpool's downfall will be their squad going thin because of injuries, which is eventually what happened. And that's what led to them being what they were. But at the end of the day, when you look at this team, exactly what you said, Oscar, got to the last 10 games of the season, they finished five points behind a Man United that was sitting second for God knows how long How long there. Yeah. And for some reason, people convinced themselves that a Man United team with these new players was just somehow going to click like they don't have the same manager. But let me not get to Man United. I think Liverpool... Doing Liverpool things shouldn't be a shock to nobody. Liverpool are a good footballing team. And right now, they have a world-class player in Mo Salah who is untouchable, in my opinion. Mm. Everyone loves to talk about the goal. But for me, it was that assist, man. As soon as I saw that assist, I said, Ooh, right now, it was just to me. I'm like, yo, players are on form sometimes, and you understand. But, bro, that type of pass, yo, it's not, like, he made it look like it was a training field, like training pitch exercise or something, man. Like, mm. just looked up very quickly and just managed to get the pass right there. And that finished by Mane. I don't know why there was a lot of Liverpool fans trying to sleep on Mane, saying, you know, like, we, this man is not the same. Maybe he might not find his shooting goods. We might need to get rid of him or this or that. I, I knew at the end of the day, Mane would show up. The real Mane is shown up. And mm. he's part of the 100 club. Congratulations to him as well. And but yeah, man, Liverpool are doing Liverpool things. I am not shocked. I, I expect them to be title contenders, and they're showing exactly what they're about, man. Um, Adrian, so before we go on to David, I just want to ask because uh, Mo, you touched on uh, Mane being, you know, maybe not like his former self, and at the beginning you said it's something about that, Adrian, at the top of the show. What do you think about Mane? Um, do you think that he's going to come back to his 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 peak, or do you think we have to accept? Uh, a different type of Mane now, or is he? Yeah, what, what, what's your what's your thoughts on it? I think I, I think the truth lies in, in in a bit of both. Um, I think personally, and Van Dijk Van Dijk is even included in this as well. I think a lot of our team aren't going to hit that level they did in 2019, um, simply because those were astronomical astronomical levels, and be it sort of fatigue or injury is very very tough. But I think what Marnie can do is slightly evolve his game to where he's a bit more of a of a poacher, to where um, he's in the right place at the right time. And for me as well, I think Marnie. The, 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 the um, criticism that's always leveled at United is is style of play, right? Yeah, and it's nobody. Nobody's got a true idea of what people, what players are going to do, and, and that, that's why a lot of their attacks fall down. For one of Firmino's goals, it's a classic Sadio Mane move. Normally, it's Andy Robertson that's making the overlap, but this, this time it's Milner. So I think even though we might not necessarily get that same explosive falling aside for ninety minutes, Sadio Mane, if he can sort of evolve his game to where he's a bit more of a poacher, a bit more of a of a Raheem Sterling almost, you know, he's still going to put up numbers because he gets a whole full lot of dances. So um, yeah, I, I think I think I, I think Sadio Mane can still operate in that top top bracket of footballer. 
still at the top level. I think I, I saw people saying, like, literally, Mane's finished at the top level. I mean, the guy's got, what, four or five goals this season already? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the main thing with Sadio Mane last year was fatigue, man. Like, this is a guy who plays 50 games year in, year out. Yeah, then you'll yeah. have an AFCON one year. Then you'll have a a World Cup another year and then when he's meant to be sort of in his downtime he's out in Senegal building hospitals so I think this is the first summer in yeah, five, five years where the guys actually had time to sit down relax and I think last season it hit him hard apparently he was going therapy um, and, and he was trying to sort of um, uncover this mental block why was he not performing the way he was performing so um, yeah hey, that's crazy man the psychological game yeah is is interesting because when a player gets that mental block, you, you never know what's in their way. Um, I remember a, a similar thing happened to Fernando Torres when he just left Liverpool and moved to Chelsea and he started doing therapy as well because he couldn't figure out why he wasn't playing the way he's supposed to be playing. I don't think it's got that bad for Mane, mm. but just, yeah, just, just the mental psychological part of the game is mad. I, um, I think there's two things. I think one, I think, I think he's finally accepted Mo Salah's better than him. And I think he's no, no, honestly, I think I think he sort of held his hands up and he said, "You know what? You know, Mo, you got better than me. I'm not necessarily in competition with you anymore. Let me just yeah. focus on doing what I do best." And I think um, the second part of it is he, he's so he's so instinctive. And I think when he was in his downtime, he was overcomplicating a lot of things. So that that finish that he done on Saturday. Fast forward five months ago, he'd probably try and take an extra touch and then cut back onto it. He's never thought. So I, I think I think I think that goal against that goal against Leeds from that he's just built his confidence and and, and started to come back. Yeah, man. I hope I hope we see the best of Mane. Obviously, I don't want Liverpool to do that well, but I like Sadio Mane as a player, and he's he he makes the Premier League better in my opinion. So. Yeah, uh, I'm going to read a couple of comments and then we can get David's opinion on this. Uh, Boss Endo says, I'm beaten in 18 league games, 20 in all competition. We're starting to rediscover our mojo. Can't wait till we go to Old Trafford. He also says, uh, stop putting pressure on us. Beginning of the season, no one had us in the combo. Our squad is done out, remember? We're doing well now. People want to claim we are back. We move in silence. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Adrian. It was Boss Endo who was saying that Liverpool were done. It was him that was questioning Klopp I believe, I believe so. I believe so. You questioned every player in this squad. It was you, bro. So, um, no, I, this is why I didn't want Klopp in the first place. I remember. Yeah, boss, that was talking too much. Um, David also says uh, Salah assist was unbelievable. Um, David, uh, what, what would you think oh. about Liverpool's 5 0 thrashing? Like, Watford are just trashing it. So, you know, just an awful football team, by the way. No, they're, they're going to be there. Firmino getting his hat trick. You know, I know it's uh, it's against Watford, but hey, goals are goals in it, so can't it's say much. It's Bobby guy, man. He's a he's, he's, a he's just yeah, yeah. But Liverpool be there and there, but it's what they do in January. They can't mm. drop any. They can't drop any points between now and Christmas, and then Salah and Mane go, and then boy, it's going to be tight, bro. I hear that. I hear that. Um, then you so got Chelsea I, I, still there. I, I feel I feel like we have to talk about Mohamed Salah just because the the kind of form he's been on has been bringing up certain conversations on the timeline. Oh, Mo's just dipped out. One sec, yeah, it's yeah the the 
The most silent performances have been bringing out certain conversations. People are talking about best in the world. People are talking about, oh, better than Neymar, better than Ronaldinho. Do we, do we need to uh, reassess the way that we view this guy going forward, considering the level that he's put himself on now? I don't know. So where, where, where would you say you rank him in the world right now, David? He'll be... Can I put him number one? Because mm. Messi Ronaldo ain't doing it, so... The know. world is a big place. I would, I would say, yeah, I'd put him number one. Because Ronaldo and Messi ain't doing Messi and Ronaldo things, cuz. I still have Messi there. I still have Messi there. I, I, I don't... I'd, like, Messi joined a new club and it didn't go it didn't go brilliantly well straight away. That doesn't mean to me that Salah's now a better player. Like... Salah, Salah started the season really well. That's yeah. that's that's about as far as it is for me. What do you think? I don't know, man. It's it's a tricky one, but where do you put him? So we put him number three. I'll put him behind Messi, Ronaldo. Mm, well, well, where where do you factor in Lewandowski? Where do you factor in Neymar's that? Mbappe, or probably not Mbappe. Benzema. Don't forget Benzema, man. Benzema. You know what? Mm. Okay, uh, Adrian, what do you think about this? Because you've been watching closely. Isn't it? Thing for me, you know, as, as I sort of said at the, at the top of this question, you know, the world is a very big place, and um, you know, also when you look at players like like Neymar, you know, there's a top level Neymar. Neymar can reach that Mo Salah can't reach. That's okay. I don't, I, I, I don't really, I don't really care where Mo Salah factors in the best in the world debate. I care about the fact that Mo Salah believes he's the best player in the world. And I think when Mo Salah has his four pieces of form for Liverpool, it's when he's on the verge of either breaking a milestone or when he's maybe gone a little while without a goal and you see he, he becomes increasingly greedy, he snatches at chances, a ball will come over the top and he'll bubble and hit his knee. Whereas now Mo Salah is a player at that frequency where he believes he's the, he's the best in the world at what he does. Where right. he can pick up, where he can push um, Danny Rose off the ball, he can put the ball through the out of the needle, um, you know, outside of four, find, find his teammate most, um, Sadio Mane, and um, he knows that he can do these things because guess what, he's going to score at some point in that game, it's, it's only a matter of when, whereas I feel like before, there was almost a bit of desperation where he sort of felt to himself, if I don't bang this chance, I'm not going to score, I'm not going to win the Golden Boot this year. Now it's like, let me show you guys how good I am and then I'm going to score in the 73rd minute or the 23rd minute or the, or the 84th minute or whenever, whenever it is. So that's that's the answer to that question. I think on, on form on the planet, he's definitely up there in the, in the debate. You know, obviously you've got your Benzema, your Lewandowski's where we took it on form. Ability-wise, um, there, there are others, others like Neymar, they have to put ahead of him. But as long as Mo Salah believes he's the best player in the world, that's good enough for Liverpool. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, for sure. I do, I do think the shouts have become a bit a bit premature for my liking. I think even last season, if you look at the league last season, Harry Kane scored more goals than him. Right now in this season... Jamie Vardy, more. Right now, this season, Jamie, Jamie Vardy's level on, on goals with him. Obviously, it's deeper than just goals because the way Salah's playing right now is is much better than what I've seen. His passing, his playmaking, he's added different elements to his game that people don't really associate him with. But I'll give it time. Mohamed, have you got have you got anything to add on Mo Salah? Considering um, you guys share a first name. 
honestly, I think like Mo Salah is doing amazing things, and people just need to leave it at that, man. Mo Salah is doing world class things. We, there's no one here questioning if he's world class or not. This whole idea, you know, like I think what happens is, you know, international break comes around, people are not watching games, people get a bit bored, and people just start having these debates out of, you know, banter, whatever you want to call it at this point. But it's like, what point are you trying to prove? Do you get what I mean? Like, what is actually the point of you doing this? What benefit does Mo Salah get? Does your team get from this? Do you get from this? Because at the end of the day, for me, I look at Mo Salah. And I think, wow, what an amazing player you have in your hands. He's leading the team by goals, by performances, and he's actually doing what he's paid to do. The fact of the matter is, by playing the way he is, Liverpool are in this conversation about being a team that can do many good things this season. So why are you out here trying to compare him to other players to what to maybe get a bit of your ego and be like, yo, we got the best player in the world? Come on, you don't need to do that. If the player does what he's meant to do, trust me, other people will bring him up by right. They will say it, and they won't They won't feel two ways about it at the end of the day. And right now, as things currently stand, the way I look at it is he is on the form of his life, and he's carrying this Liverpool team, and he's enjoying the moment. Let him enjoy it, man. What's wrong with that? Yeah. There's a lot of football still to play this season. Um, to play. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Um, yeah, well, while, while we're here on Liverpool, Adrian, I just want to talk about Liverpool's uh, upcoming fixtures. Um, where, where where do you see um, the next couple of weeks going for you? Next weekend, Manchester United. We're going to talk about them a little bit later. But, um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that game and uh, your midweek fixture in the Champions League? Um, I think that, 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 that United game could potentially be a bit of a spanner. It, it, it can go one of one of two ways. Um it could be like this could be the death knell for Oli, like when we when we beat United um at, at Anfield a couple of years back when Shakira yeah. scored twice in the same way it was the death knell for Jose. Yeah. Or Oli by Hawk, Oli by Crook can take those United lads to the white cliffs of wherever. He can show them highlights of the Barthby Babes and he can somehow galvanize, galvanize a decent result. So That's, um, the, Oli it, it, That's the Oli judge, man. So it, 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 it could go one of, one of two ways. We can actually absolutely yeah. snort them. We can... We can um, Spam, spam, spam their midfields, you know, suffocate them in midfield, they can't breathe. And obviously with Salah, with Salah in the form of his life, with Mane picking up form and with Firmino seemingly being, being a bit more of a goal scorer, we can absolutely slap them. Or they can hit us, hit us with a soccer punch because they do actually have world-class players. And Oli can get, on a one-off game, Oli can get United at, at a decent, somewhat decent level. So it could be a bit of a stick about soccer punch. And then the Atletico game, I think Atletico away is, perfect, is, is a perfect game for us because um, those are the games where historically we tend to do quite badly away away, away, away from home in Europe, particularly in the group games and particularly away to a team like Atletico. I remember last time we played there, absolutely abject, horrific performance. And I think this is a game where Mo Salah can lay the marker down and say, you know what, on any field, at any given time, I'm, I'm the X factor. I'm the difference maker. I can take potentially bad situations for Liverpool I can take them over the line so it will be an interesting game to, to you know it's, 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 if, if we can nick a point I'll be happy um, to be really? honest yeah, if you have a point away off Atletico okay fair enough I, I guess you're not in trouble innit you've won, you, your your Champions League qualification is, is pretty much set innit you don't need to win 
absolutely won. Look, we've, we've won one to two out of two so far. Um, you know, um, and, and then I fancy I fancy us to actually beat them at Anfield. So if, if, if we could get a point, a point away there, I then also fancy us to beat Porter at Anfield and, to, and then to get a result away at Milan as well. So we're still still in a, in a comfortable position. Right, okay. Um, let me go through the last couple of comments and then we can move on from Liverpool. Uh, Boston Ender says, right, AD, bringing out all my dirty laundry, say nothing. I thought you had more cheese. Boston Ender, you said what you said, didn't it? The comments are there. It's all on the internet. We can go back and dig it out if we wanted to. So, yeah, just just remember, it's gonna, it's gonna, we keep receipts. We keep receipts. Um, big up Easy92. He says, big up Top 4 Podcast. Hope everyone's having a good day. Um, shout out to Assad as well, who says, how dare they try to compare most Salmon to Edin Hazard? Are they skunked? Look. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, that's where, that's where I draw the line. What? Most Salmon? <laughs> Like, don't, 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 don't get me wrong. In terms of, you know, God-given footballing ability, I, I'd like to think there isn't a Liverpool fan that will be able to deny Eden Hazard is a better footballer than Mo Salah. He is. Well, don't know. do that. Don't do that. Just say... Just say. I, 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 I do that. Like, 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 when you factor in, you know, touch and close control and dribbling ability, okay, fine. But when you look at level of performance and level of consistency across seasons, Mo Salah's never had it off yet. And I challenge you to bring me... Has he? When, 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 when Salah's off yet, whether he got the eight, the eight, yeah. got 19 in the league? I didn't disagree. I didn't disagree. I, would, I just made a face. So, and then I challenge you to present um, Hazard's best season against Salah's best season. Like for me, for me, it's, it's at a point where... By the end of the season, it's going to be night and day. The, the, the seller has a debate, lad. But I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So you, you think um, if if Salah has a few more years of this performance, no one will be able to mention them in the same conversation? Is that what you think? Yeah, I, I, I think a big part of that is obviously winning, winning, winning leagues. Because, because in, in terms of numbers, he, he blows Hazard out of the water. So. Um, and I think, and I think now we're starting to add the overall, overall game, where 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 a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. As I said, Hazard is always going to be technically a better, a better footballer than Marcelo. And again, that's that's okay. But um, the level, in terms of top levels that a player has reached in the Premier League, for me, I, I'd argue, I'd, I'd argue he's been Salah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to to admit that Salah has overtaken anyone. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Mo, I don't know if you're ready, but I'm not ready. Nah, I've, uh, you know the way I look at it? Each to their own, man. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say everything yeah. in it. Like, I'll be honest, I'd never want to shit on uh, Mo Salah and say he's not been good enough or he's not done this or he's not done that or he should be winning this trophy or that. The way I look at it is individually, this has been a br- he's been a brilliant player. But I also look at the blessings that he's had. And I, and I look at it within the context of what he's been able to actually do for himself as a player. And I respect it. I'm not going to be down here trying to downplay it because I love Eden Hazard and I'm emotionally attached to him as a player because I'm a Chelsea fan. I know what Eden Hazard meant to us. I know what he made the league think. And I know what type of a player he was for the league. So at the end of the day, if anyone wants to compare these players, I'll leave them to it. I think the fact of the matter is 
Mo Salah is having the best of moment of his life, and the fact that you feel like you need to bring up Eden Hazard says a lot from some people. <laughs> and and I, I just that's the way I look at it. I take it as a compliment because I'm yeah. like that means Eden Hazard somehow has become a benchmark, even though that's something you would never have admitted whilst he was at Chelsea. But yeah, it is I don't. Mean, I, 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 I was trending on Saturday. I said that. Well, well, every every time. time. Every time, every, every time, bro. It's every time. It's going so silly now that I just tell to, I say to people, guys, let's be frank. Like I mean, we had this conversation even about Neymar, and I and I said to them, guys, I know Mo Salah is doing fantastically well, but tell me why we're comparing a player's peak with player's downfalls. Neymar's clearly not having the best time of his life at PSG. He's been injured quite significantly a lot of a month. Yeah. Then you put Eden Hazard into the conversation and it's the same type of situation. In fact, it's probably worse for Eden Hazard because the guys barely even touch football. Like, he's only getting half a season at this rate. So, I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, guys, if you want to, like, stroke your ego by doing these comparisons, go ahead, by all means, make make what make of it what yes, you want. But otherwise, I generally don't understand because to me, the way I look at it, you compare players best. That's what you do. Because the way yeah. they were looking at it, it's like, no, but let's look at Neymar whilst he's just at PSG. Guys, he had a whole ass career at, at Barcelona and he was untouchable at Barcelona. Let's not forget yeah. that. And it's the same thing for Chelsea. Like, and I know what he's, uh, what Adrian is saying about and Mo Salah at, at Liverpool and what he means and how he carried the team, what type of performances and stuff. The problem with Eden Hazard is if this guy was a selfish player, trust me, he would have the numbers. He's just not a selfish player. He's not like is it or, or was it killer instincts? Because because I read I, I read I read a um I don't know if it was like an interview or what it was where they literally said that all Eden Hazard cared about was making beautiful moments. So he didn't necessarily care about being a top goal scorer or competing for the Ballon d'Or. He was all about you know doing fantastic skills so he could watch himself on YouTube. That 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 was what was his fulfillment. I mean, what would you think can, of I ask who, can I ask who made this analysis? You know what it was. Yeah, he, he, said, he said something to that effect. I remember he did an interview with Thierry Henry and mm-hmm. he wasn't saying, I prefer this, but he was saying, I'd like to do skills so that when I go home, I can go and watch what I've done on YouTube and just enjoy it. He didn't say, I don't like scoring. He didn't say, I don't want yeah. to be better. He just, he, 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 he has emphasized that he's all about the beautiful game and the style and, and he does enjoy that. So yeah. there is an element of truth to it. Which is fair, to be honest. The way, the reason why I say he's not selfish enough is because that's where I think a killer instinct comes from, from players. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember, like, a Ronaldo, for example. I respected what he did in the Premier League. I loved the type of player he was. He would do skills. He would still score goals. He would do overall. I could watch the guy all day. He went to Madrid, fully changed his game. And this is the thing. I respect it from a perspective uh, of, like, looking at his stats. Incredible stats. But were you now fun to watch for me? No, I, I, I didn't enjoy you the same way that I did when you were at Man United. And I thought, yeah. damn, this guy's an incredible player. With yep. Hazard, the way I looked at him always, it's like I wanted him to score more goals. Trust me, at Chelsea, we wanted it. But at one point, we just realized this guy loves playing football. He's like a kid on the pitch bro, with, ta- with the talent that he has. So the way he thinks about it, it's just like I want to enjoy the game. And that's why I feel like players around him benefited from playing up with a play like that. And I'm like, there were conversations that Chelsea was in. I don't think we would have been in without Eden Hazard. It's simple as that. And I generally feel like that. 
And unfortunately, I can never explain that to somebody that didn't support Chelsea and didn't watch us week in, week out. Because this guy was doing things on the pitch that I generally thought, I can't believe we've had the privilege of having a player like this in our team for this long as well. Facts, facts. I 100% agree. Um, shout, shout out to Footy Agendas in the comments. He says, salute the chat. Salute you, bro. Long time. Um, David, I just want to ask you one quick question. Personal preference, if you had to pick in your Arsenal team, who are you taking? Prime Salah, Prime Hazard? Uh, I'll take Salah for the goals. That's I, hear great. I hear that, bro. I hear that. Um I've, I got a message from Ernest. He says he's on the way. So when, once Ernest gets here, I guess we'll move on to the Manchester United part. Yeah, but let's do that. Can I can, can I just make a comment on this game? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal Palace. Yeah, how, how is it? Yeah. Sky Sports pulled out stat. Yeah, for the last ten minutes, Palace had sixty-seven percent of the possession back. Absolutely Ooh. ridiculous, bro. How bro. are they creating chances? Not it's really. Not really, but fam, this is not an yeah. away game, bruv. Word, word, word. And the Emirates, for Arsenal to be boxed like that. Yeah. They're not yeah, trying bro. to really grab the ball, though. That's the thing. They're playing in like a mid-block and they seem to be dropping off Palace. So they're not even trying to press yeah. them to gain yeah, the ball so up it, high in the pitch. This is Arteta's tactic. We score and then we just defend, bruv. If um, extra goals are bonuses, bruv. It's a joke, team, guys. Oh, my day. He's a chance. Oh, dear. Over there. Yeah, yeah very close. Um, SW6, ex-London, says, update from the Emirates, Arsenal ahead, but Palace slowly growing into the game. Back to you in the studio. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that and obviously update you as it goes. But I guess let's move on to Saturday night's football game. Chelsea won. Brentford, nil. Um, Mohamed was at the game with me. We were both there. Um, and we witnessed oh, what was what felt like a horrible match. Just for starters, I want to go to Adrian first. Adrian, did you see the game? And what were your thoughts on how, how Chelsea performed in that game? I think it's quite clear there's a problem of getting the ball to Lukaku in promising situations. Now, what is the issue? Is it that you're not Getting the, you're not good enough to get the ball to him is the problem that he needs to be doing more. And by that, what I mean is I have a sort of, you know, coming deeper, potentially sort of pinning, pinning, pinning fullbacks, um, you know, just sort of showing for the ball a bit more. That seems to be the the issue. And I think you haven't, you wasn't as good defensively as you normally are. But then again, that's why that's why you have a top class goalkeeper in between the sticks, isn't it? To sort of bail you out in those rare moments when the system fails for whatever reason. And he's there to save you. Obviously, a hard, hard for a win, but I think the main over, overarching theme is you man don't create enough. Um, I think he had one shot on target, and that, that, that was a 100 strike from, from, from your left wing back. Um, how sustainable is that over the course of a season? I don't know, but we hard for a win, but. Well, yeah, yeah well, you, you are how sustainable is that? It's another goal from Chelsea that's come from the defence, which is becoming far too common this season. Um, we don't seem to have a set, like you said, a set way of getting Lukaku into the game and, and having him create, um, having him get chances basically in the box. One of the things that was a main thing of last season was us creating chances for Timo Werner and him missing them. We kind of <laughs> thought that if we could create chances for Lukaku and give him those same level of chances in the box... He's not going to miss half of them. He's going to score. But mm. we really, really did struggle to get him into the game. Mohamed, I want to ask you, what, 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 
what is the reason for this? Why has why has Lukaku? It seems like he started so so well. He scored four goals very very early on, and now he hasn't scored in about six games, and it doesn't look like he's close to getting a goal. What are your thoughts on that? And how how did the Brentford game change your opinion? And I'm not surprised. I, I don't know how else to put it to people. I feel like. Um, you know, when, when a team gets results, I feel like sometimes, you, you've heard this phrase before where it's just paper over the cracks and, yeah. and people are very much convinced very quickly that, you know, things are okay, things are fantastic, we are doing well, we are getting results, we're top of the league, we're doing this, we're doing that. And two defeats in a row seems to have woken up some of our fan base to some of the realities that we need to actually get into order. The reality of it is that as much as Lukaku is a solution to the goal-scoring problem we had in him being a good goal-scorer, what needs to be fixed is how does this team complement him? And how do we now adjust certain things that we did in the system? The thing is, for example, one of the things that we used to do with the three guys we used to have up front without Lukaku is that we used to get the ball up front, high up the pitch. That is something that was going to be a compromise as a result of getting Lukaku. Not because Lukaku can't press, but Lukaku can't do the same job that those guys did. He does it differently. So that affects our team. What also affects our team is having players like Alonso play, in my opinion. I get it. The guy can be good at some days. But honestly, overall, the guy is not a good footballer. He is not going to progress play the way you need it to sometimes. I can give you examples of the Juventus game and the Man City game that we both lost. The white players were the ones that were going to get more of the ball, which means you have more of an accountability on you creating stuff for us. When that happens, what are you doing? Are you taking accountability and being responsible enough to actually do what is required of you? Because the team needs you in that moment. The fact of the matter is they weren't. The fact that I'm seeing Chilwell on the pitch now, for me, I am so grateful because I've been calling it even whilst we were winning. Whilst Alonso was scoring, I've been telling people we need Chilwell back in this team. Why? Because the overall play of our team is what comes first. And if we need to get that right first, that is the thing that I was looking at. And I'm like looking at the fixtures that we had. I'm so happy that we're top of the league and we've gotten the points that we have. But don't get me wrong. The performances are, for me, always key. And I need to see some sort of progression each week doesn't help that we've had two international breaks already, and there's another one coming up anyways. But the fact of the matter is, we need to have a first 11. I can look at Liverpool, and as much as everyone wants to criticise, they only have a first 11, blah, blah, blah. The fact of the matter is, they have a first 11, guys. That's actually a good thing. We don't. We really don't. We keep switching plays in and out, and it's affecting the way this team plays together. There is no sense of chemistry. There is no sense of direction and accountability and application that is effective from the players. And the only way that is going to be learned is through games, not on the training pitch, like everyone wants to pretend and say, yeah, that's how these players get into the team, by doing it in the training pitch. No, give them chances to do it on the pitch. Let them make mistakes on the pitch. I'd rather live with children making a mistake than Alonso making a mistake. I had already foreseen bro i can't deal with it so that's the way i look at it Mohammed, I, I like bringing you on was probably a bad idea because you're just saying all the things that i constant consistently say on this podcast about chelsea but honestly last week i told these guys i have picked my poison i don't want to see marcus alonso on the left side for chelsea again not in a big game you know you can play league cups you can play champions league once we're through in the group that's about it uh, ben Chilwell came in and there's at least something when he's on the pitch. At least there's a little bit more ball progression. There's comfortability on the ball. He can he can take a touch. He can move with it. And 
we all know Alonso is good going forward. That's one of his assets. He can score. Ben Chilwell's got that in his locker too. And I've been saying it for, for, for the entire well, the entirety of last season and this season. I don't understand why people use that as a as a plus for Alonso, but not a plus for Ben Chilwell when they both do it. They both they're both good. And but gotta give a shout out to Chilwell because his his strike was sweet. Like it was a really, really good goal. Absolutely. Really, really good connection. But um yeah, just adding on to what you said, the fluidity in the final third, the, the attacking players have zero chemistry with one another. Zero, yeah. zero. And mm. yesterday or Saturday, whatever day it was, we played a free free was it three five two? Yeah. Which is the same thing we played against Manchester City. Werner and Lukaku up front. Now, for me, I don't know how this how we can continue with this formation. Tuchel obviously wants to use it as an option. Mm-hmm. But what that means is, in our midfield, we had Kante and Kovar. And bro, these two as eights, the final ball is not there. They don't have it within them. It's not, it's not in their locker. Kovac was so good in this game, yeah, in the first half, beating players, taking a man on, um, getting the ball from our half into the, into the opposition half. When he gets there, what's he doing? No passes, no through balls. Can't find Lukaku, can't find Chilwell, can't find Werner. I'm thinking, why are you there? Like, literally, why, why have you dragged us here to, to not be able to play the through pass? I, I, I honestly don't understand it because he's such a good player. So yeah. how can you be so good at every other part of the game? But final ball, your mind just freezes. Like, yeah. so frustrating to watch. It's just um, too desperate, isn't it? Like, that, that's the way I describe it to people. The players become desperate when they get to the final third, and they force things that actually, sometimes you require time, sometimes you wait and let play build up, use the people's runs, understand yeah. you've got space, analyze what's around you, look at what the overall play is actually going to be. And the fact of the matter is, these things are, I swear to God, I've said this to people in and out of everywhere I could be on, whenever I state about anything about Chelsea, it's not that the system is an issue, the application of our players is sometimes so questionable, I don't know what to tell them. Like, how do you look at a play like Kovacic and say to me that you've got all of this ability and you get to the final third, the easiest part, in my opinion, because you did all the hard work prior to this and you just get a simple pass wrong. It doesn't make sense to me. And in that second half, it didn't help the fact that how many times he found himself in space. And it's like literally a simple pass, over, overplays it, underplays it. And I'm just looking at him thinking, you're so much better than this. I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know what it is. But regardless, it's not good enough. Like you need these are the types of games we need you guys to be able to keep the ball. If you at least, if anything, if you can't score, if you can't make the right pass, keep the ball. And Brentford, we just kept on giving them like that last thirty minutes. The biggest nightmare, me and you, Oscar. Like, oh when, can this game just end? I'm looking at the time, asking Oscar thirty times, like, yo, what, what's the clock saying? Like, what time is it in the game? Like, and I'm playing Brentford, bro. It's embarrassing. Do you know what it is? I I don't think I can remember a time where we were so pushed back, like under the cosh from a team. When we both we both had eleven men, it was like it was like we had ten men for the last twenty minutes. It was mm-hmm. honestly that like Brentford were just hoofing balls forward every time it came out. It went straight back. Um, it's an overloading thing that they did, though, guys. Please, whoever, whoever, please, if you're going to learn anything from the games that you watch with Liverpool and Chelsea, learn the fact that these people overload that box like no man's business. They don't. Anyway. 
I've never seen so many people. Like, I watched the highlights again, bro. I swear to God. I was like, how's there five players on the flipping one side of their flipping corner? They head it back, then head it back. <laughs> to them, it's like, wow. they're playing ping pong on us, bro. And I'm like, this is inside our box. And obviously, our team is not the most physical team. So yeah. I'm terrified. <laughs> Every time a ball goes up, I'm... Huh? Is it not? Well... It's, we're really not the most physical team speaking, huh? No, honestly. I feel, like, I feel like that's just heritage. Football heritage is making you think that. I, I swear to God. Did you know what made me think it? Because I remember when, um, obviously, when Liverpool scored that penalty against you, like, yeah? Yeah. And then, like, uh, the, like, the two players sort of squared up. And then I feel like, hang on a minute, you've got Rudiger, you've got Reese James, you've got um, Loftus-Cheek who played this game, you've got Marcus Alonso who's over six foot. Um, yeah. fair, enough, fair enough, Christiansen's quite timid. But um, I look at it and I think to myself, hang on a minute, Colby Kitchcock can look after himself. Should, should, yeah. should Chelsea be getting bullied? In no, uh, as in... As look, in... At the players, look at the players that played against Brentford, bro. Yeah, Malibar, yeah. short guy, not really the most strongest. Christiansen, the guy you just spoke about a second ago. Chaloba, a 22-year-old. Like, you've got two 22-year-olds next to a Christensen, which I'm like, yo, on paper, when I look back on it, I'm like, you know what? We'll take the three points. I know my ego is a little bit hurt that we had to do it this way, but guess what? It's one of those games where you just needed to take the three points and leave. Like, don't question yourself too damn much. Just look at what it is and understand that you didn't have the best team available because I feel like we had a Rudigan, a Thiago Silva, we would have done a much better job at dealing uh, with the madness we saw. I agree. For real, for real. They, they, they were big misses, and you, and you could see in the way that we played that we didn't have, like, like, um, like you were saying, we didn't have the, the height, we didn't have the physicality, and we didn't have the assurance to just, to just tell these players to like hold the ball for a little while. I felt like we were rushing whenever we got it, and there wasn't enough intensity to win the second balls. A um, yeah. couple of comments are coming in about how Brentford played. Bosla Endo says... Um, Brentford yeah. showing the big boys they are not to be messed with. Um, I would agree. Assad says, uh, brother, European champions, top of the league, and we're nowhere near our best. Despite playing four of the top six, it's calm, man. Norwich at home should be a dub. By the way, uh, Ruben lost his cheek over Mount. <laughs> we, we might get into that conversation a little bit later. I've got a question for you guys, actually. So, yeah. you know, when you guys are sort of speaking about the lack of creativity... Mm-hmm. Tuchel done a bit of a Mikel Arteta and what I, what I mean by that is I, I, I look at the attacking talent at your disposal and I look at Callum Hudson-Odoi I look at Pulisic I look at Ziyech I look at you know, even Mason Mount to a degree uh, Kai Havertz you know he spent an awful lot of money on him those are five players I've named off at the top of my head where yeah. realistically creative players should be created more has Thomas Tuchel almost well he sacrificed them already for a playoff by playing five by the back. That means one of them lose their place, right? So, as Thomas Tuchel done a Mikel Arteta where he's almost sacrificed that extra bit of potency up top for a more stable defence and at some point, is he going to revert from a five by the back and essentially put that extra defender uh, to an extra attacker to make you a bit more of a creative force? I'm honestly hoping so. I'm honestly hoping so. Well, there's the, there's a there's an interesting one because, like the way Chelsea have played, people will always tell you, oh, you know, Tuchel's made us solid defensively, and defense is what wins you titles, not attacks, right? Attacks win you games, defense wins you titles. So, 
there's there, there's a lot of people that are sort of saying, well, if if you're not conceding goals, then surely this is just fine. Surely the the goal scoring thing, you know, you'll figure it out. You'll score a set piece. You'll work it out. Yeah, focus on the defense. For me personally, I feel like our luck is going to run out. Brentford should have got something out of that game. Yeah, they like. I'd be lying if I said we deserve to win that game. Brentford should have got something out of it. And there's been other games this season. I look at Zenit um, when we played them in the, in the Champions League. I look at Tottenham in the first half, how we played them. Like, it's, not, it's not sustainable. We're not going to win a league player this way. We're not. We're not. He, need, he needs to figure out the, the gelling and how to integrate those, those attacking players. I think what Mo spoke about, about how none of these players play together is huge. Um, yeah. They don't have no chemistry with one another. There's none of that. I, I can't. To answer your question, and, and I'll let Mo answer it, I can't guarantee you that just throwing more attackers into the lineup is going to solve the issue. Because I look at Manchester United, I look at, let's say, the, the team that Arsenal have put out today, they've got five attackers in the team. Five. I mean, doing jackal, bro. It does not guarantee. It does not guarantee that you're going to be able to create chances and and make moves. So, bro, apart from the goal we've scored, we've yeah. done nothing, bro. Well, talk to yeah. us before, before we get back into that Chelsea talk. It's half time. Uh, Crystal Palace, Arsenal. Yeah, what were you saying, bro? Gallagher nearly scored a banger, bro. Where, bro? I'm telling you, Arteta's a fraud, man. Get him out, man. Really? He's a fraud, blood. This thing is score and now defend, bro. That's it. Mm. And you know what? Bro, he's a fraud, blood. Nah, man. Get him L- out, L- man. come in and said Arsenal being Arsenal. Well, when you went 1-0 up, I thought this could, be, this could be a good day for Arsenal. This is his tactic, bro. Once we've scored the goal, just defend. Sick, sick, man. Yeah. Weirdo. Fair enough. Fair enough. I hear that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back with more Arsenal talk. Actually, Lola's just said a comment. Um, typical Arteta ball. Score, then sit back for life. Jeez. Yeah. You know, do you know what? Just, just watching the game, obviously I've been in the conversation, so I haven't really been paying attention. But every time I look up, Jordan Ayew has to be the most frustrating player in the yeah. Premier League. The Bro, guy no, gets the ball. He has no, options. He never picks the right option. He plays no. the pass too late every single time. I'm sick of watching him. Sick of it. Bro, where when Zaha was furious. Zaha's furious in the week. Almost went to swing him. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point, to be fair. Zaha can't And I'm sure um, Odson Edward as well, he's going to get fed up of IU too. But yeah, yeah the, the guy's just... He's just annoying. Um, no, not football. Yeah. Bro, bro they got Mike, Michael Elise in on the bench, bro. And I, I, I will never understand why this kid is not on that pitch right now, bro. He is actually a very good player, and they've not put him on the pitch. And Jordan Ayew gets to start again. I'm looking at it thinking, bro, just looking at the team, I was already frustrated. So he doesn't even shock me that he does this madness now. Well, do you know what? It's, it's a weird one because he's like, a, he's a player that every every Palace manager has played. Well, not every Palace manager, but like Vieira's come in and he's now playing Ayew as well. And Ayew, he's been around the block. He always gets a job, always gets a gig. You're like, you like, yeah. in that sense. You just you're always there. Every manager likes you. They're gonna play you because you run hard. But it's like, fam, it's the work rate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was, I was watching an interview. I was watching an interview. How random is this? Yeah, young Philly interviewed Eze. I was watching it, and he was literally Eze was literally talking about how hard IU runs for the team mm. and how it benefits them. But when you watch him on the ball, gosh, it's disgraceful. It's yeah. disgraceful. <laughs> 
Like, um, he's got his usefulness, but he should be, be, be doing better in the final third as an attacker, as a simple as that. Yeah. Before, before we go back into comments, uh, David, what, what do you think about Chelsea at the moment? Because... I, I don't know what's what what's happened because you played you played Arsenal. When did Lukaku was the other game? Lukaku that, was the, that was Lukaku's debut. He scored. We played Aston Villa. He scored twice, and he he, he had two chances and scored two goals that day. So you yeah. can say Lukaku was playing really well, but the issues were there. We weren't giving him the ball a lot. Yeah. But the thing is, you're not giving it to him in the positions he wants. Of course. Yeah. Because he's one of them ones, all right, let me hold up the ball, yeah? You, man, running behind, I'll give it to you, bro. Or, yeah. or you'll spin, man, like, who was it? What's the defender's name? I forgot his name, Brad. The Arsenal one. What was his name? Mari. Flipping Mari, yeah. yeah. Oh, bro. I I Mari that brother yeah. got carried, bro. Bro, spinning, <laughs> bro. bro. He's 6'4", yeah. as well, you know? Big guy. Man, man tried, tried, grabbed him, and he fell to the floor still. But yeah, he, that's the way where he likes the ball, and it seems like I don't know why Chelsea moved away from that, but it seems I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, we I, 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 like I said, I don't think we've moved away from anything. I think in those couple of games, we weren't creating much for Lukaku. He just took the chances that he had. Now, when you play against teams that are a little bit, bit more compact, they're not giving you those inches, and we're not getting those passes to him. So he, he was never going to score at the rate he was scoring. It was never going to happen. Um, let, me, let me read some more of these comments and... Uh, yeah, Iklas Elmi, big up Iklas, Chelsea fan. He says, that was a win you can look back on at the end of the season and say, how did we get through that? That's twice this season we've had our backs against the wall and we've overcome champion material. I mean, yeah, we've, we've also lost two games this season. So I'm not like, I'm not super gassed by that. Um, Josh says, we played a defensive system against Brentford. Bro, we had seven defenders, seven defensive players, if you look at it that way. Um he also says no creativity because Tuchel ain't using that attackers to their strength um, where he is with the defenders. So he's piling all the defenders in a back five. But when it comes to the attackers, you know, we had Werner up there just running around. We had Lukaku not really integrating with the play. And like I mentioned at the beginning, the three midfielders are not good passes. They're not good enough to make incisive penetrating passes into the forward men. And it's slowing us down, man. It's slowing us down. You know, um, what's going on? I feel yeah. like you, 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 may, you may have answered answered your question right at the beginning. I think the key, the key to the system and the key to you guys getting up and down the pitch is, is your wing backs, man. Because I think at the moment in, in games at Brentford's, when it's a back five, and when you when you finally do get the ball, mm. you're not in a position to trans- transition because your your defenders are defenders. But ultimately, what needs to happen is your wing backs need to get further up the pitch, stretch the game a bit more, and then ultimately your strikers don't have a bit more space. And then obviously, you know, you know, Lukaku included. So I think I think I think looking at it, I think it's your wing backs that are working at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a similar thing to you see that that is it. Do you guys feel like you know when you watch when you used to watch Arsenal under Wenger? It's that arc of frustration. You're passing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, not. You're not able to for the for the home games. That's definitely what it is. Um, 
But even then, it's like we're not we we, we rarely like camp in the in the opponent's half. Yeah. We, we did that first half against Brentford, but still we couldn't even get round to the final third. You're talking like I, I know what you're talking about, um, David. When it was like the Wenger era, when you'd have like Nasri passing to Riziki, passing to Fabregas, passing, and it would just go around the box. We're never there. And when we do get there, none of our players know how to shoot. Mo, I don't know if you've noticed this, but why why do why can none of our players shoot from outside the box? I don't really understand. Yeah, uh, it's simple. They're, they're, they're just, they rush, man. They rush the situation that I think you need to be calm, composed, collected, and understand how you do it, bro. Like, treat it like a training exercise. Don't treat it like, you know, God damn, I need to hit this so we can score. Like, and this is the problem with some of our players is, they think they got to be the guy that has to, you know, pull the team out of the gutter. Like, not really, man. Just play the damn right passes. Mm. Keep composed in situations that requires composure. Like, final third for me and chances like those, you just need to keep yourself composed. That's all it really comes down to. And to, uh, to like, talk about, like, the overall issue that I see, it's an application issue. Everyone can look at it and just say, you know, it's a issue with the system you know maybe we need to be playing a different formation maybe go back to a back four maybe do this no i think you still got the same players the same players that still show me the same issues to me if you show within the system that you can do certain things correct then i can be like cool well we need to get you in those types of situations and maybe the system then needs to change but the way i look at it is the system to me is very solid for us actually being compact as a team and having options to pass and being fluid in being able to be adaptable to different parts of the game the problem however is that our players don't seem to be understanding each other and applying effectively to what they are being asked to do the way you start this stuff is simple to me, I say this to people, think long-term. Alonso and Asby are not going to be here two years from now. They might not even be here next year. So why am I starting them in games? Let's actually get to the people that we need to be saying, these are going to be the starters, hopefully, within the next three seasons. These are the guys that we're going to be like, yo, Chelsea have actually made some real investments, one a youth academy product and one that we signed for 50 mil, and they've adapted to roles that have been required of them. Because let's be honest, they're not familiar with the roles we're asking them with, but it doesn't mean that they're not teachable. They're young enough to be teachable. So teach them now. Teach them in-game. Don't teach them just at the training field. Expect them to go. then do it when you pull them against a Malmo and then next week they play a Man City and get impressed the hell out of and they panic. <laughs> of course they're going to panic. Like, yeah. I'm like, please, teach them in-game. Put trust in them and let them learn. That's the way you are going to grow. So that's how you become a man on that pitch. Is it tough, though, when you're in the title race? Bro, it's a risk that I'm willing to take. That's no, the way we're, I look we're, at it. We're talking, we're talking about Chiro and Rich James. We're not talking about terrible. No, but the question is, yeah, first, first. is is Tuchel from a Banvich, Is it win now or has he got leeway? That's the problem. I think the, the you obviously have to balance the situation out, right? The way I look at it is, look. The Premier League, I, everyone, look, this is the best way I can describe it. Everyone, before the season started, we signed a Lukaku, and guess what they all said? Chelsea are now favourites to win the title. Guys, for the last five years, we have not shown you to even be title contenders. How do we just become favourites by signing a, a striker? It makes no sense. Show us as contenders, then we can talk about maybe being teams, being a team that is favourite. How can you say the title, the champions of, of the league are not favourites just because they didn't sign a striker? They didn't have one last year and they still did well. Look at that for what it is. And they collected other trophies too. The way I look at it is this Chelsea team needs to grow together. Yes, 
Lukaku is not a young guy and he needs to obviously hit the balls like and he needs to score goals for us, right? Mm-hmm. But the way I look at it is the rest of the team is young. Just because we won a Champions League doesn't make us experienced winners already. What it does is it's given us a caliber of like, wow, this is what winning tastes like. Now we need to man up. We need to be applicable in the different ways in which we are asked to play games. And we need to show up every day. We need to show up in every game. Don't go out here to a Man City and play the way you did. Because to me, that game was so annoying, not because of the result, but because of the way we came in that game. That mentality is what I don't like in our players. They have, the, they, they have this idea that sometimes they'll come into a game and they just think they're going to do it. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You, nothing's guaranteed in the Premier League. Even if you're facing a Burnley, come like you're facing a flipping Real, like a Real Madrid at their prime or a Barcelona at their prime so mm-hmm. that you group them. Because look at what Man City does. They pepper those other teams so badly, yeah? Those teams, by the time they step foot to the Etihad, they're already scared. Half of the game is done for them, bro. They're terrified. We need to put that fear into teams. And these mm-hmm. little things, by like winning a cup, you've kind of done that. So to me, my, criti- my critique is, as much as people want to blame system, as much as people want to talk about Thomas Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel can't play the games for you. You are as a player. So hold yourself accountable and show up every game and then learn how to be a better player to the system that you're playing. Because if you're not going to learn that, next manager that comes in isn't going to guarantee you that he's going to play something more favorable to you. He's not. That's the whole point. And that's what I want to see from these players. It's players that hold themselves accountable and players that show up every game regardless of who's in front of them. That's why I even said to people, I wouldn't be surprised with a 1-0 sneaky win against Brentford. That's why the performance didn't shock me. The performance didn't shock me because I knew what type of team we were about to play. Yeah. I knew the system they were coming with. I knew they were going to overload us. And then as soon as I had the injuries, I was like, yo, I feel even worse than I did before. Like, now I'm like, yo, yeah. we're really going to be tested today. You should have seen, like, so we were in the, in the concourse about to go out for the game. And obviously a rumor comes out that Malang Sar is starting in, in centre-back. <laughs> oh no oh no because the last time Saar played was in the League Cup and he was poor he was poor against Aston Villa it was like against Aston Villa's kids like literally 18 year olds for Aston Villa and Saar did not look good at all yeah. so we were worried we were worried but um, yeah it, it turned out the way it turned out let me let me uh, read some of these comments and then um, Josh says uh other than other than Chile, can we rely on our wing backs? I think yeah. Rhys James is reliable. Yes, I think Rhys James is reliable. He also says, uh, like James is not being consistent when moving into the right wing back position. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's been consistent, but I think the criticism of James has been that you know he doesn't take players on, he doesn't do a lot. But I think, I think he has to grow in that. I think when we play against teams that are open, we saw against Arsenal, he was very, very dangerous. He scored a goal that day. He also um, got an assist that day. And then I think when it comes to the low block teams that are going to sit deep at Stamford Bridge, he needs to start putting balls in the box. He needs yeah. to start crossing for Lukaku. When he yeah. played under Frank Lampard, the guy used to spam crosses for a living. That was yeah. what he did. I don't understand why that seems to have stopped. Um, let me introduce... Man like Ernie into the building. What are you saying? I'm so sorry. Today has been the worst Monday ever. I'm so sorry. Nah, man, I hope you're good, bro. I hope you're well. Um, I don't know if you know, my boy Mo, he's also here. Um, Mo, this is Ernie. What's up, man? We've just been, we've just been chopping out for the past hour, talking, 
we, we did Liverpool. We're now on Chelsea. We're currently, obviously, going back and forth for the Arsenal game. It's just second half has just started there. One nil. Shocking, bro. We scored. We've scored. We're just parking the bus, bro. At home, yeah. bro, bro. Listen, Sky Sports put up a stats here. Yeah? Possession, yeah. Crystal Palace have sixty-seven percent, bro. <laughs> yep. Yeah, bro. We've not created a single chance, bro. Now nah, I don't know who they've taken off now. Um, All I'm saying is, 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 is Erdegaard is is just asleep. Like that's not really doing nothing. Well, uh, Odegaard was playing almost next to Partey in the first half, but Kyle Saka has just come off, and now Lokonga's come on, so him and Partey are playing next to each other. Odegaard is now, I'm guessing, going to be pushed further forward. Or oh, it looks like he's playing as an eight. I'm not really sure. But, um, yeah, man, Arsenal are winning, and I think they will win, but it's not going to be easy. Um, let me let me finish these last few comments, and then we can move on. Um, Footy Agenda says, Chelsea's left-backs... Better finishes than their strikers. Fact. I said last season, bro, our best striker is Marcus Alonso. <laughs> no one wanted to hear me. But, um, yeah. And then he also says it's... Uh, oh, sorry. Josh says it's the tactical setup. It's not the mentality. Um, question from Footy Agendas. Shout out to Footy Agendas. Always got insightful comments. He says big teams need to get off their high horse and take a chance on Thomas Frank, Grandpa, Hassan Hutel instead of that Portuguese Simeone, a.k.a. Nuno. Um, has Thomas Frank shown enough to be in that list so far, guys? Who does he manage? Thomas Frank manages Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Brentford. Oh. Yes, yeah. yeah, um, so I'm saying, like, give, they, him, you... give, give him a season, man. Wait, man, that's too soon, bruv. Give him the, another the, the season. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is, David you're, David, you're right, but I, I understand the sentiment behind what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. because like, I, I, I'm with you. Like, Thomas Frank needs a bit more time to establish like I think Graham Potter, I, he he could prove me wrong, but I I like what I see when I watch Brighton. That team is not good, um, but he is squeezing like water out of a rock. So I I, I understand what he's just trying to say in terms of these men have done enough because it it seems like after Pep, Klopp, Tuchel, it's a chasm between them and the next best. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like you don't really know what to kind of do with the rest of them. Do they rot in Brighton and the top, the bottom five teams and just rot away, or do they actually get a step up? So you know, mm, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's early. I think it's early. Let's see. But he's definitely got a way of playing, which is more than we can say for some. Oh, hey, Patel must go to yeah, I saw that. I was like, he almost, ooh, man's got his shooting boots on today. Snap. Yeah, party just hit one from 30 yards and it nearly went in. Um, lastly, Ernest, I just want to ask, what, what did you see the Chelsea game? Did you have any thoughts on it? I watched uh, the Chelsea game and I'll be honest with you, yeah, this is on Tuchel, you know. Um, I think as, as hard as it is, because, you know, we're still on the honeymoon period of how good he's been the last six months. Um, Lukaku not scoring, and you guys know how I feel about Lukaku. Um, it's 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 a lot on. It's a it's a systemic issue, um, rather than Lukaku's not scoring. It's mm. I watched that game at Anfield. Told me everything I need to needed to know about your attacking midfielders, your wingers, um, and your support striker, um, which is Kai Havertz. Yeah. Which I'm still waiting to see what 
the hype is about because I'm when I watch them, I'm like, like you know, what's that? What's that Nollywood meme? <laughs> I know I have talent, <laughs> but where my talent is taking me? I don't know. <laughs> well, I can't. Oh. I can't pop up. <laughs> <laughs> like Kai Havertz is yeah. is like he's clearly a good player. It's obvious. Yeah. Execution, execution is the currency of modern of of of, of football of any generation. Like, if mm, you're watch. not showing, if you're not showing out, then I don't know what to like. We were having a big debate about my barbershop here about um, Chilwell versus Marcos Alonso, and and I'm like, all you, you man rate Chilwell. I'm like, bro, what have they equalized? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but SW6, yeah, has just think, bruv. Oh, how loud like, can just. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the thing is, I saw. <laughs> That's why I tried to hold it back. I Absolute fraud, bruv. Okay, okay, so. Marshall have the ball in their own half. Tomiyasu sees an easy pass to, to, to Partey. He plays the pass. Partey's not looking at who's around him. Gets dispossessed. He's on the floor calling for an injury. The referee's playing on. The ball falls to Benteke in the Bro, box. Bangs it. Ernest, one, one, one. Ernest, we've been That's doing the only this goal all... he's going to score this season. <laughs> bro, we've been. He doesn't care. He's done his celebration, bro. Man, did this like. <laughs> I didn't even realize. He's, oh. done, he's done for the season, bro. I'm telling you, he's done his money. That's no. That's Ernest. him. Ernest. I'm in the Look, he's in the comments. PSS Vieira. Oh, bro. Hey, he's been like, playing all season, bro. <laughs> bro, hey, we've been doing this the whole game, bro. We've been giving the ball away like a mazine, bro. Like it's... Is it? Yeah. yeah. So I'm not shocked, bro. It's a joke. He's a fraud, bro. Oli <laughs> and Arteta need to get out of our clubs, bro. We're getting, on, not... we're getting that, on to Oli's team. That, that, we oh, we're going to get on to Oli's <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're going to get into that in a second, in it for sure. Oh, my God. Just to like uh, go back to the point that I was saying about like the mentality of our players, and yeah, there yeah, was bro. actually a quote that came out from our assistant manager and Oscar. I don't know if you saw it today. Yes, and, and it was literally uh, this guy literally said after the Champions League win, it is very difficult and challenging for our players to stay motivated, and that's what I'm talking about. That's what do you mean? I see it. I see. I'm generally. I'm not shocked. This has been a long-term problem at our club, and we've been saying it. That's why it doesn't shock me, man. Like you need some of these players. Sometimes this is what happens, and I do feel like it comes from the more experienced players, the ones that want stuff. We need to like. You need a hungry squad that is all about. Uh, we want to prove a point, and I feel like some players because they've won stuff. They they're kind of happy, bro. I don't know what's going on. Like this is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. But but I think you touched on it earlier. Like these guys, they're not they're not like they're not league winning players yet. They're not consistent enough. They haven't proven that. They never have. I was in a Twitter space earlier, and someone was like, "Oh no, we we know these players are good enough to win the league because they won the Champions League." I said, "No, Neymar has never won a league title in his life. Neither is Kai Havertz. Neither is Mason Mount. Neither is Georgina. These players don't. They've never shown me that they can be consistent over a season. They've never shown that." 
So yeah. why would I all of a sudden just think it's going to happen because we won a Champions League? I mean, Tuchel's a great manager. Maybe he can bring that out of them. But yeah. I will wait till I see it before exactly. I say it. Exactly. But, um, yes, let me see if there's any more comments. Uh, Peter's back. He said, even fans on club level are spitting. So obviously That's Peter's funny. at the game. And he's seeing the Arsenal What is he not? Is he not working? He's working. He announced Benteke's goal. I don't know why. <laughs> Yo, I can't believe that's his job, bro. Ben's got, Ben's got the podcast. Yeah, if it, uh, as in, if, if any of the listeners, if you guys are missing Peter's voice, just turn the volume up on Sky Sports right now and you'll hear him when he announces, you know, or, or the next goal scorer. Um, Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, do we have anything else to add on Chelsea? Ernest, were you finished when you were speaking earlier? Um, yeah, but essentially my point was I think um I think I think you need wingers. I know I know you're 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 Cho's lawyer and you're gonna tell me like yo, this guy's this down other. At the end of the day, just like Loftus Sheep, we need to see more. Whether that's mm-hmm. because of the manager or because of the player. I think as as an opposition fan, we just need to see more. How you do that, how you achieve that, you, you send them on loan and get someone else in, I don't know. But just, Lukaku, just slightly Lu, Lu, go on. So well, you said we need wingers, and I'm assuming you're talking about we need personnel in. I just want to say, based on what I see from Thomas Tupel, he's played in the past this season, let's say, he's played two different formations. One of them was the uh, two two like number tens behind Lukaku? The other one is Lukaku and Werner just up top. Yeah, mm. we had a Champions League final in which Pulisic was fit, Hudson Odoi was fit, Ziyech was fit. None of them started. He clearly does not want to play wingers. No. That's mm. what I've noticed. He does not no, want to play five players. At so, least not within this system. So for me, it's not about the personnel because it's not like the other players are playing. It's not like Mason Mount's playing amazing, Havertz was- playing amazing, and they're keeping the wingers out the team. He doesn't so, like it. So, so this is what I said to my, my boy here, who's a Chelsea fan. I said, either you get wingers or Lukaku was the wrong signing. Because I'm looking and I'm like, this is not the kind of football that is going to improve him. This is not the kind of football that is going to increase his goal tally. When I watch the way you play, it's for a Haaland. It's for an Mbappe. It's so inverted, yeah? Mm. The width is so minimal. You have so much in midfield going on. The ball keeps moving. But because of because of the fact that, like, listen, Lukaku's static. Lukaku is a bus. You he needs space to run into. Mm. If you're keeping it tiki taka in midfield, where you're hard to break down, you're hard to you neutralize teams, which is great. Lukaku's not Drogba. He will not make a goal himself. Do you see what I'm saying? His shots will be minimal. So, mm-hmm. I'm, so my, my thing is, you have two options. You, you, you're you playing with wing-backs. I have no problem with that. But <laughs> I'm looking at Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, and the types of chances they're creating for my man, he's not going to eat much this season. Not in my opinion, because you guys are also becoming quite predictable. Yeah. At the same time, you're you're becoming very predictable, very hard to beat, very hard to break down. You will hardly concede, but bruv, five shots against City, no shots on target. Five shots against Brentford, one shot on target. That is very worrying. 
that's very worrying. Uh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't disagree with anything you said. I can't disagree with anything you said. It, it, it's facts. Assad says, um, "I want Ziyech, Verna, and Pulisic out, Kiesa, Rafina in." Uh, again, I, I, I think you're looking at a personnel thing there, and I agree. I like both of those players, but I think it's more of a system thing than the personnel. It's, a, it's, it's too cool. They can't. They can't all. Yeah, not all of our attackers are just overnight trash, but they're all playing that way at the moment. So I, I don't think it's that. Um, Footy agenda says Lukaku's signature move is called leftover, where he proceeds to do a step over but leaves the ball behind. Oh my god! P.S. gang business mo in the building. Um, oh, Peter, man, big up to you, bro. Uh, and then. Oh, one, one more comment agendas. He says, uh, Lukaku seems to, to be like an emergency signing due to the failed Haaland move. Bad planning. They should have waited longer, especially for that £100 million fee. We have to get it right. We have to get it right with Lukaku. There's no selling him. There's no moving him on. We've paid, we've paid 100 mil. It has to work. And I think that's... You can't... Work. Yeah, exactly. You cannot sell Lukaku. Yeah. You can't sell- there's, a, there's a bigger chance of Thomas Tuchel getting fired than Lukaku being sold. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that's the honest truth, guys. The, he signed a five-year contract. He's going nowhere, guys. He's going nowhere. I guess, I guess that's, that's a sweet little wrap-up on the Chelsea talk. Um, SW6 says, update from the Emirates. Arsenal holding on for dear life. David. Yeah, this, this, this is embarrassing, bruv. <laughs> Fam, ask, bruv, because the players are dominating this game, bruv. Yeah, they are. They are. Had a shot very marginally pushed over the bar by uh Aaron Aaron Ramsdale. Oh yeah. guys, you guys, you guys have fully ditched Leno now. Leno is just is an afterthought. No, man said he don't want to sign a new contract and it is done. Uh Ramsdale's the number one. Uh, uh I got what I wanted. I got what I wanted. But let's let's talk about somebody who didn't get what they wanted. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer took his Manchester United side to Leicester. Leicester and they ran out. Um, for a four-two defeat uh, to Brendan Rodgers. Um, do you know what, Ernest? I know you've got a lot to say. Let me go to Adrian no, first. No, 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 no. But I, I, I legit, actually, no, I do. That's a lie. <laughs> let me let me go to Adrian first. Adrian, what is going on at Manchester United? Um, if you want a short answer, it's very, very simple. This is what happens when your coach isn't good enough. And and, and, and as simple as that, and, and that's the bottom line. And when you've, when, you, when you've got a coach who doesn't know how to get the best out of his players, partly because he doesn't necessarily know how he wants to set up, how he wants to play himself, you know, you get you get, you get the products. It's, it's, it's little things like forcing, forcing Harry Maguire back when he's not 100% fit, when you've got Eric Bain. And, and those, those are the slight decisions minimal decisions do I go for Eric today do I go for Harry today that blow up in your face and you end up conceding four goals like you can't mean to tell me that you know you take Varane out of the team and, and all, all hell breaks loose um, and, 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 and I think it's, it's unfortunate because um, for the first time in Oli's tenure I feel like the, screw, the screws are the screws are starting to come loose and uh, because the one thing Oli has had is player unity the players love this guy. The players love oh, yeah, he's, he's a legend. He's developed a lot of their games. The comments he said about Marcus Rashford, not only, not only, not only, not only were they wild, mm. it's, it was almost career suicide to a sense, in a sense. And then obviously you, you hear the comments that Pogba's making. And obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo changes everything. 
culture it's, it's, a, it's a culture of winning, winning now. And if you're not going to be a winning manager, I don't see you lasting longer at United. So um, it's an unfortunate situation that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer finds himself in, but purely because he was never good enough in the first place for the club. Um, Mo, we don't. I, I've not really heard your opinion on Manchester United. What, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on on that game? All right, I'm gonna I'm try. I'm gonna try my very best to not say anything too controversial, but I'm gonna say it how it is. All is clearly the problem, guys. And the the biggest issue, the biggest issue I've seen for Man United is there were fans, and there are fans that are giving credit to this guy to things that it's got nothing to do with him. Absolutely nothing. From players being signed to this club as if this is not Manchester United Football Club and they can't attract players just on name alone. To him hiring apparently a catering team that, you know, does all the food and all of this back backroom stuff and all of this stuff and this atmosphere that he so happened to create that clearly is now giving you a lot of the reaping rewards that we have all been waiting for, which is basically nothing, guys. We've seen this all last year and now we're just continuing the tale. In fact, with better players and somehow there's still excuses. He's out of the league cup he's getting beaten by teams and players look like they're just running all over that pitch not knowing what to even do on that pitch to me it comes down simply to a manager not knowing who what he's meant to be doing a manager that is inexperienced in terms of being able to manage a top team like this and it's simply the truth i don't care if this guy's a legend the fact of the matter is he's been given a job that is way above his pay grade he's been given a job doing something that I generally, I can't believe he makes players look average that are so good because this squad should be competing, but this squad will not be competing because of this manager. It's simple. Everyone has to understand that Man United have got actually a very good squad. But the fact of the matter is every day I'm having to hear people say to me, we need a DM, we need a right back, then Oli will unlock this squad. Oli is unlocking nothing, bro. That guy can't even unlock his own door. That's It's done, bro. I'm telling you, you know, I've been doing it for time. This guy is not good enough and will never be good enough. Please, for the love of God, I can't believe as a rival fan, I am more riled up than some of these United fans that want to back Oli all the way till to the bro. Again, Mo. Bro, I can't believe it. This guy is committing a crime against football. He's won nothing, bro. He had a League Cup. He had a FA Cup, a Europa League, a Champions League, a Premier League. He could have picked any one of these trophies. He's done nothing. But somehow, he gets the credit that some of these top managers do as if he's won something because apparently he's rebuilt Man United. I'm sorry. Jose Mourinho had a worse squad than this and managed to win something. Now, hear that and take what you will. He's won two cups. If I'm right, he's won a League Cup and a, or was it an FA Cup and a, and a Europa League. Whatever the case, if a manager is able to do that with a terrible score, tell me what excuse we've got for this manager to be doing nothing and we're saying progress instead. I'm sorry, we're sugarcoating what we are seeing in front of eyes. A manager that is incompa- incompatible with Manchester United Football Club and the only thing he's done is scored a Champions League goal all those years ago and he's just milking it until this point. Let's be honest with each other. If you love your club, if you want to be winning things, and if you're saying Manchester United is a big football club, you need to start behaving like that, like that and you need to start demanding it because this manager is clearly not good enough, and I don't need to be telling you that as a Chelsea fan to see this. Everyone can see it but some of these United fans. So am I shocked that Le- Le- Leicester have done what they did? 
to an extent, yes. Leicester have not had the best start. I'll be honest, I had high expectations for them this season. And I thought there were some players that were really underperforming. But that was a performance that, for me, I think that changes Leicester's season completely now. Mm -hmm. I know early this, in the yeah. season, but it was a statement performance. And they whooped yep. Man United like they were the team that is in top four, con uh, top four conversation, not Manchester United Football Club. Because Ronaldo, Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, and Lemmy Carillon, Jadon Sancho, all of these other players you've got, you they're not here them. to finish second. They're not here to win cups like League Cup, which they can't even win now. Let's be honest. They're here to win major trophies, and this manager is not the one to do it. Get rid and go get yourself a good manager. Simple as. There's plenty available. Uh, let me add on to that. Um, David, say, uh, David, just two seconds. Mo, right. I'm going to have a bite ball on you. That was great. <laughs> That, Mo, was, that was a rant. Oh, my no. goodness. I'm sorry, man. This this spaces that me and Oscar are involved in, I've had some of the wildest things for Oli, man. I can't stand it no more. No, no. Ernest, during, during the group chat, I said to you, I can't believe Top Reds and how they actually are. Like, I've actually heard people defend Oli over the last two weeks, and I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe it. Um, but they did... I mean, some of the things they used to, to back him up is just nonsense, isn't it? It's just so about thinking people. Uh, yeah, David, what did you want to say? As I said, yeah, a competent manager would have known one of the major areas they needed to address is that defensive midfield, bruv. They still have not addressed it, bruv. And they're thinking, oh, why are we conceding all these goals, bruv? McTominay and Fred is not it, bruv. you got all these attacking players, but no one to defend, yeah? And then another thing, Gary and Paul, yeah, Paul Scholes, yeah, you man, stop backing your friend, bruv. He's trash. And you know, and you know, Gary, yeah, Gary Gordon is a sly one, bruv, yeah. He comes on the thing, ah, uh, when Ronaldo was playing, yeah, you had Parky Sung and Darren Fletcher, so those balance. Yeah, duh. <laughs> say it now, say it on, on Monday Night Football, bruv. Don't do it on your channel, bruv. I yeah, I heard, talk, I heard bruv. He, was moving, he was moving mad today. Bruv. Today, today, I was watching Monday Night Football just before we went live. He flat out said, I'm not going to call for Oli's head. He said, I didn't do it when it was Arsene Wenger. I did he, he named some other managers. He was basically saying, given his experience in management, he's not ever going to ask for a manager to be sacked. That's basically what he said. Which, which, is, which, is, which, is, which is true. He has been consistent in not mm. calling for a man's head. Yeah. However, you know what? I'll let David finish. Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what it is? Yeah, he's sitting on the fence, and that's a paganish bit. That's paganish behavior, bro. Because you have been in that team, you know what it takes to think. Yeah. But, but, to me, but to me, is, you know when you know this is not it, and you refuse to say it, bro. You're the problem as well, bro. But but, but I think to me that st that statement said his opinion without saying yeah. his opinion. It did. It did. That, because that like, he came out and said, I will not call for a manager to be sacked. Well, that means you're probably at a position where you think it should happen. You're not yeah. defending him on footballing reasons anymore. You're saying, I won't disrespect him. So, don't disrespect him. But don't lie to me and say that he's doing a good job, because he's not. Can um, we talk about schools, by the way? Can we talk about schools? I'm so sorry. I forgot in my rant. I needed to speak yeah. about schools. The absolute audacity to say the stuff he said. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. How in God's world did he convince himself that a Man United defence is better than Chelsea? I don't know what he's done here. Well, well this is an interesting topic. Let me just set the scene, set the scene for anyone who hasn't seen this. On the Overlap Gary Neville show, 
Um, he has Jamie Carragher and Paul Scholes on there, and they got fans on there to ask them questions. Um, he spoke. Paul Scholes spoke to a Chelsea fan, and he said he didn't see Chelsea as title contenders, but he did see Manchester United. The reason he didn't see Chelsea was because of the weak defence. Now, we've had this debate on our podcast because Peter believes also that Chelsea's weakest point is their defence. But um, I think I think in comparison to Manchester United, I think we saw this weekend what the two defences look like. Guys, they conceded four goals in one game. We've not even conceded that for the whole season yet. If mm. I'm correct. Yeah, right. in the league. In the league. Oh, in the league. Get Pepe. Hey, get Pepe out of him, man. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake, man. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I, I really, I really want to come to, to Ernest. Ernest, uh, oh. Ernest man. All right, so this is what I need you guys to do, yeah? Yeah. If you have another screen available or another tab, yeah, go and type in Sevilla Man United Europa League on YouTube. I need you hey. to see... Hey, oh, oh, who's that? Get him out of him, man. Who's that, Pepe? Smith Rowe is also doing a madness. Oh, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. He's got grace. If you can find, it's on BT Sport. When it was when we played them in the Europa League semi. <laughs> yeah, the two one. So go to two minutes and thirty seconds. Oh, you actually want us to go there? This is, okay. Yeah. Yep. I want what, you to time, say something. Time so I got, I, got, I got an advert. I got an advert. Yeah, yeah, I got 15 no, seconds. Advert. YouTube it's is moving, man. It's calm. This is, this is worth the wait. This is legit worth the wait. Yeah. Two minutes 50. Two minutes. You know what? Go to two minutes and 40 seconds. 40 seconds. A bit of context. Yep. Backstory. This was, we were one nil up. All I'm going to ask you to do is watch the highlights. Watch the replays from different angles of the goals we concede, but watch specifically the guy that wears the number five shirt. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, Maguire is a howler, bruv. Yeah, it's not looking good. He's the skipper, though. And this is the question I need you guys to answer. Why did he move away from the ball? If you've yeah, seen what I, what I just showed you on YouTube, mm. why did he move away from the ball? I, I need to apologise to Peter Majuzzi because this <laughs> guy... This, I don't know. This, this, there's one thing Peter's good at is he knows a bad centre-back when he sees one. Oh, yeah, he can spot him. Peter can spot a bad centre-back. With a blindfold. With a blindfold. Yeah. <laughs> Peter can spot a bad centre-back. I never said... Uh, um, uh, Harry Maguire was wavy. I just didn't think he was bad. Guys, he's bad. You know that every game he does this. The problem is, Ollie's oh. the doctor. What happened? 2 1. Goodness me. Stop lying to me, bruv. Stop peeing. Stop uh, peeing. You You're bad. lying. You're lying. You hey, Oscar. Stop lying. <laughs> hey, stop <laughs> lying. <laughs> 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 You're oh lying. Hey, what? Oh the Chris, no, the Chris, the Chris Palace Bro, bro. Hey, before you react, mute yourself. I'm begging you, bro, please. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. He can stay unmuted. We need his reaction. 
Oh my gosh. Oh god. Hey, to who, lads? How far? It's not you. How far behind is he? Oh, no, you're lying. You're lying, bruv. We had the corner, bruv. Stop lying to me. Oh, you're lying. What corner is he talking about, bro? Because I don't know. Oh, my god. Bruv, are you being serious? We had the corner, bruv, and they conceded. What? Arteta needs to leave. I told you, get this fraud out of here, bruv. Hey, but what do you mean you had the corner and you conceded? What happened? Bruv, the ball was down at the end, bruv. It, it, it was a, a phenomenal counter-attack, starting with um, Olise, Conor Gallagher, and then it finished with Odson Edwards, and he... But he smashed it past Ramsdale. Absolute finish. I told you, man, get he's a fraud, bruv. I oh keep telling you, man. God, I told bro, you, man, hold it. Peter, Peter, you're involved. Lola is actually no, Lola's on my side. Get him out, bruv. Wait, Yo, wait, I'm sorry, Oh my days. What a finish. Like it was actually a, a dirt. When you guys see this goal, it was mad. Like he smashed it. Crossbar and in. Oh. Yeah. I don't care what league you play, you know how to, how to strike a ball. Yeah, man. Ed, is it Edson Odson Edward? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, wow. Out, okay, so that, that's 2 1 in that game. Palace have turned it around. Ernest, uh, do you want to continue what you were saying about Maguire? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll make it quick because it seems like the, the Arsenal game's got better action here. But, um, no, no, I'll continue. Take your time, bro. Take, take, take your time. So, so I want. <laughs> You need a feature. So I watched. I, I watched. I, I was at. I was at the shop watching this game, and people who don't watch Manchester United as much as me now. Now I'm gonna start getting cocky because I've realized that I actually watch football. I've heard so many bad takes, yeah, so many poor takes from people I actually respect over the last eighteen months. That I'm like, you know what? I think I'm. I think I know. I know what football is because you guys don't. Mm. I'm so sorry. Where are Luke Shaw's lawyers? Where are his lawyers? Wow. wow. All of them are quiet now. Well, well as in <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not defending Luke Shaw by any means. What I would say is Luke Shaw did have a good season by his standards, right? Would you agree with that last season? He, he did, but when I told them it's because Alex Tellers stuck it on him with yeah. the competition, they said no, give credit to Ollie. So mm. I'm giving credit to Oli this year. Where is the Luke Shaw that they were calling Shawberto Carlos? The disrespect yeah. to Roberto Carlos that I saw, yeah. So, oh my god. That, so that's what I'm gonna that's kick bad. off. Indi- individual individual performances were shambolic. Guys, it is Pogba's fifth year. We know that Pogba in a in a double pivot does not work. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't work at all, yeah. People had the nerve to say that he had the worst game of all the midfielders. I said, guys, did you, did you see Matic? Mm. Did you see Matic? Matic mm. turns like the 189 bus going to Brent Cross. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it for so long. I wish... There's so many players, I wish I could put their brain in another player's body. If I could put his brain in Fred's body, we don't need a DM. Ernest, um, sorry, sorry, sorry to stop you, but your one of your best friends commented, uh, Abdi 65 He said, uh, "Ernest, we lost without Fred, 
and your boy Pogba being an absolute idiot yet again. Now, he didn't mention Matic, but um, yeah, we saw a midfield that did not have Fred and McTominay in it, and quite clearly it didn't work. Uh, yeah, you can continue on with your Matic talk. So, so, so my question to Abdi is, does he genuinely, genuinely believe that Fred makes the game 4-3? Is it is it 3-2 if Fred plays? Do we win the game because of Fred? Because if that's what he's implying, then I I, I refuse to, to respond to Abdi ever again. Because I'm so sorry. If, if the implication of the statement is that with Fred, we draw or win, then there is nothing I need to say to this guy ever again. Mm. I'm so sorry. If you are so blind that you can't see that the bigger problem is not Fred, that it's Ollie, then if you're making the... Con- Listen, guys, the fact that we're making this conversation about Fred's absence tells you where Manchester United is. It tells you everything. It tells you everything we need to know. The fact that this guy's come on here and he's talking about Fred, you know what? I'm not even going to respond to Abby because this is a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah. This is a waste of my time. Um, so this is the thing. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, I, I was watching the game and I was spitting blood, not because we were losing, but because Manchester United fans, I've come to the conclusion, every time people used to tell me United fans are delusional, X, Y, Z, I said, no, nah, we're not as bad as Arsenal fans, we're not as bad as um, some Liverpool fans. But this year, I've said, you know what? Manchester United fans are the worst. Not from an annoyance perspective, but because you see when Alex Ferguson was there, there was no need to assess structure. There was no need to assess how we won games. Because Man- Manchester United didn't have a style of play that was modern. We used to win because we had winners. That's as simple, it's as simple as that. Now, you have a lot of people who want to defend Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because he's a nice guy. Because the, the camaraderie around the team seems to have gone up a notch post-Jose. Mm. Now, this is the thing. Mo said it eloquently. Jose Mourinho is everything we need. We needed to hate because he is not the manager we like because there's a lot of villainy there. Cool, that's fine. Jose mm. Mourinho left Manchester United, finishing second with two trophies. Bearing in mind the last trophy that Manchester United won. The last time Man United won was six years ago. Guys, this is... Is it six years ago? No, it's less four than years that. ago. Sorry, sorry, yeah. four years ago. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> four, four years ago, four years ago, with the most expensive squad ever assembled since the Avengers. Yeah, like this brother is taking us further and further down, strictly from a football perspective. Mm. Guys, when you watch Manchester United play, we always press individually. Yeah. Always. I looked at this Leicester game and I'm like, the reason that Leicester are able to pass the ball the way they do is because Bruno will press and then re- re- tra- then he'll track back. Ronaldo will try a thing and then he'll track back. Sancho will try a thing and then he'll, he'll, he'll track back. There is no synchronised way of playing in this team. None at all. So None. it tells you clearly he is in spiritual bondage with this 4-2-3-1 formation. He told us he was going to play 4-3-3. Uh, what's it called? In the beginning of the season, he's done it once. 
Manchester United have kept one clean sheet in double figures in games. I think it's like the last 19 games we've kept one clean sheet. Check someone check for me if, hmm? if, if, what if do I'm mean? wrong. What do you mean? What do you mean one? One clean sheet. My bro, we haven't kept a clean sheet in time. Are we talking in the league alone or all comps? No. In the, well, this season it's it's in all competitions. That's awful. Wow. Do you want to know, really, you know, you really know our first and last clean sheet? Wolverhampton, when we should have conceded at least two. Should have conceded at least two in that game. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has managed to fool the entire world to believe that there is some level of progress being made. Mm. All we have done is let individuals like Bruno, who plays the most haram football I've ever watched in my life. Mm. He's such a bad player. No, guys, he's bad. I don't care about stat padding. Do you know why? Yeah, it's yeah. It, boss like Endo, yeah, it's one clean sheet in ni- in nineteen games for Man United. Yeah, now I'll, gi- I'll give you I'll give you a clear example of how Bruno fools people. Do you know that he got an assist for Greenwood's goal? Oh, do you remember the yeah. assist? He laid it off. Remember the assist? He laid it off. Like a two-yard pass. Of of course, of course, it wasn't a great assist. You see what I'm saying? But this is how he fools people. Bruno Fernandez is a sick player in the final third. But you see, before that, I don't want him anywhere near the ball. I don't want him anywhere near it. Mm. Br- Bruno Fernandes only thrives because Oli doesn't actually have a style. Mm. Oli doesn't have a style at all, bruv. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to see it. I mean, I've said everything I needed to say weeks prior. This guy is not good enough for Man United. What not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. All I need to see is more and more people who genuinely believed that he was going to take us far. We've been to four semi-finals. We've been to one final. He's not won one. Yeah? Mm. He played Harry Maguire in the game where he clearly wasn't fit. And forget yeah. the fitness, because I'm so sorry. The first and last goal are not a fitness issue. The first goal Leicester scored and the last goal Leicester scored are not a fitness issue. Are you at the cinema? Why are you watching the ball? <laughs> like, why are you watching the ball? No, that was criminal. No, no. Honestly... A like, nine-year-old that's your best. Don't expect that. Like in all seriousness, the last goal, Patson Dakar li- literally brushes past his shirt. He knows yeah. he's gone past him, and he taps it in, and he's mm. shocked that he's done it. And I'm like, guys, this is the Manchester United captain. You decided not to sign a DM, and you see, this is, this is what I, I keep trying to tell people: signing a defensive midfielder doesn't solve this problem. It's a coaching problem. Mm. Signing a defensive midfielder helps. Helps us, helps us just a bit better. It helps us improve just that extra bit. So certain things, certain haram things that he does get calmed down. So you don't see it as much. We were getting bopped in midfield. We were getting bopped in midfield by players who don't even walk into United's midfield in terms of quality. But because mm. they have a style, because they have a structure, it works. Manchester United Football Club is finished as long as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is here. As long as fans keep thinking that because we finished third and second and got to a Europa League final, which, by the way, we got knocked out of the Champions League first. Yeah? I would love for him to get knocked out of this group. I would love for Oli to get knocked out of this group. This is the easiest group. Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool would love our group. It's an absolutely diabolical group. Mm. It's dead, bruv. You can't beat young boys or even get a draw. We celebrated beating Villarreal at home. Mm. And we're going to play Atlanta with no Varane. No, like, 
I saw legit, bro. The guy is he he's so annoying. He's so annoying to watch. Because people look at match of the day and think Bruno's done bare things, and it's like, nah, watch him in night. Anyway, like all that aside, I've said I said what I said for weeks and weeks and weeks ago. People are only now seeing like what has been the case for the last three seasons. And my question to Manchester United fans is what have you been watching? Like, mm. genuinely, Man United fans care about results. They're the kind of people that will say, ah, oh, give me plain rice and tomatoes and you get jollof. They think that just because Ronaldo is here, they are entitled to win. <laughs> yeah. And I, I told them all the time, Can Ronaldo I... was a Juve and didn't win the league last year. Can I ask? What makes you think that just because he's in your team, well, you think he came for a holiday? Yeah. Like, what? Can I ask though, Ernest, do you um do you come across a lot of Man United fans that are all in still? I have only had people apologize to me on no on everything I love. I've only had people apologize to me in the last ten days. Wow. People have so, so they were <laughs> people have texted me saying, Ernie, I see what you're saying, you know, and I dash my phone. Because I'm like, what <laughs> were you watching? What <laughs> were you watching, bro? People were coming to wow. me telling me, Luke, I'm, I'm too harsh on Luke Shaw. And I'm like, guys, he broke his foot in 2015. Why has it taken him four years to improve? Four. Guys, mm. let's, let's, let's calm down. Let's, cal- let's, let's relax. Like, honestly, people don't watch football. And I'm, I'm glad I, I see it now. People do not watch football. They watch their faves and back their faves. If their faves are yeah. under pressure, they say it's someone else's fault. Look at this guy talking about Fred in the comments. The, no, no, honestly, you're talking about Fred. Who was getting, who was getting moved to by, by all these South American opposition players. Mm. You saw the highlights on Fred in the, in the, in, in the, in the Ooh, South In Brazil, America. he looks silly. Bro, it's not funny. In yeah. the Copa America final, he got taken off in the 45th minute. This is the man you're defending. I understand how he gets these gigs. Fans spread off the back of the season playing in the Copa America final. How? I said how. How? And I still wonder why they lost. No, guys, did you watch Scott McTominay's cameo on Saturday? Banter. No. <laughs> it was. It was. Is is how is he a professional football player? You can show for himself. How? Like some of these guys, I watch and I think to myself, you know what, Oli? This is a, like. I've not. I'm, I've never laughed when a when a manager's been sacked. I think I'm gonna laugh, especially yeah. especially because of what he said about Marcus Rashford. You are the reason this guy has been in, playing in pain for the last two years, and you have the audacity to talk about focus on football. I'm okay. gonna laugh when this guy gets sacked. I'm going to. I'm going to legit laugh. I'm going to cackle when he laughs. And it's broken bone in his foot for you, bro. bro. I can't, and, and the thing is, he's saying focus on football like he's not been our second highest goal scorer last season. Like, are you taking a piss? Like, what's I <laughs> like, like I, I don't get it. And the thing is, that, that was like, like, Rashford, Rashford has single handedly saved him on too I'm many so, occasions. Yeah, yeah, for too many occasions. And that's the guy you want to go on to? I, I legit cannot wait for Oli to go. And the thing is, my worry is. Because in the past we've only sacked managers when they haven't made top four, I'm worried that they're actually going to keep backing this guy. Yeah, because yeah, and, I, done... and it's a legitimate fear. It's a legitimate fear. I don't, I don't really see 
if if you guys make top four and you do it with no trophy, I I still see him staying. Yeah, yeah, because because you know the thing is we're gonna realize it late, just like we've realized we need a defensive midfielder late. You know, and we're gonna keep things going until they can't go anymore. And you mm. see, the truth is, I asked this question a how many months ago to all Man United fans, whether you agree with me or not. Do you want to win? That is the fundamental question. If you want to win, get this guy out. Mm. Honestly, I, I, keep, I asked someone this question today, and he didn't he didn't deep it until I asked. It. I said, "Would you let the manager of McDonald's in Cricklewood manage at the Marriott?" Would you? If you wouldn't, then why is he here? Why is he here? Why is he here? Why is the current man- manager of Manchester United, his last job was Cardiff and he got them relegated? Mm. Why is he here? Oh, this is a great scheme. And and, and, and <laughs> I, like, do you know how hard it is for me to talk about? You know how hard it is for me to talk about Chelsea doing well and City doing well, Liverpool doing well. Like, just because I can say it doesn't mean it's not It's not difficult. Like, I want to see my team win. I want to see my team in a conversation. Man were telling me, watch when Oli gets backed. My bro, here we have a team. We have the because team. You can't tell me, we have because you team. can't tell me, you can't tell me DM, as much as we need one, you can't tell me DM. Liverpool need a striker. City need, need a striker and a left back. Chelsea need, bruv, we, they, need, they need a couple guys in attack. Yeah. Like, Mendy, Mendy can't be your man of the match two games in a row. Like, come on, bro. So let's not sit here and then and move like when City have won the league. It's always been the perfect eleven. But when Liverpool did it, look at the look at the midfield that lifted the Champions League for Liverpool. Look at that midfield, mm. and look at the midfield they have now, and tell me which one you'll take. I know which one I would. Do you see what I'm saying? And yet, man, are talking to me about Fred. Yeah. yeah, Oscar. If this guy ever asks me again, don't, don't, don't call me to answer because now it's a waste of time. No, no. After you heard it, bro. After you heard it, waste of time. Um, let me just read comment comments because people are agreeing with you. Footy agenda says Ernest, you know, ball. Uh, this Bruno guy is the most scrappy footballer I've ever seen. Greenwood. Scrappy. Greenwood sees that he's in the wild, wild west and refuses to pass to anyone. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving with something. <laughs> you know what's sad though like that Greenwood goal was such a banging goal and it's Bang never going to be spoken about like it, it, with a good like sort of <laughs> hindsight at all oh, oh, do you, you see Greenwood's uh, post on Instagram no what did he do posted a picture of him celebrating the goal and he was like we go again next week he's like I scored I did what I had to do <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he, he, he was billing. It's not his fault the company went under. He was oh, a God, man. He was billing. He was billing. Stop it off. That is so silly. Um, another one from Fruity Agenda is he's uh, quoting Van der Vaar on Harry Maguire from day one. I think Maguire goes home every day and tells his wife, I'm so itch at football. But I earn so much. They really believe I'm good. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It's mad because I, 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 I felt like Harry Maguire had a really, really good Euros. Yep, he um, did. And I was like, okay, coming back now, playing with Varane. Obviously, Varane wasn't there this weekend. But I, I, I do think he, he will be less of a worry for United this season. Bro, he was protected by two players in, in Calvin Phillips and uh, Declan Rice. Look, the way I look at some of these players... Right, 
you've got to you've got to look at them individually, man. And individually, for me, Harry Maguire, I've had a question mark over him for a long ass time. And people were just telling me, like, no, but look at Man United. They're much better with him. Oh, he's, he's comparable to Van Dijk. And I'm like, guys, okay, if you want to smoke this dude, fair enough. Go do it by yourself, bro. I'm not involved. But mm. I'm, I'm like, I am not convinced by the guy. Like, he doesn't make me think, like, yo, this guy is in charge. I'm he's always the, worried. That's it. And I can't blame you for doing so, bro. Because the, the problem is, you know, when results, paper over cracks, unfortunately, this is what happens. People get blinded to the obvious things that they should be looking at and understanding that there is an issue on the rise and it's staring you at the face. Are you willing to look at it and actually acknowledge it for what it is? Because with Chelsea, I am not blinded by results and cups. I look yep. at my team and I think, yo, okay, I see where this is good, but I also yep. see where there's an issue right here. Yep. Are you actually brave enough and do you have the courage to be able to speak those things out and do it in a manner where you can still be respectful. Because with us, right now, the problem I have is any time I try to bring any critique to my club, guess what I get told? We're top of the league, mate. Why are you talking? We just won the Champions League. Yeah. I'm like, guys, why are you being blind to this? You lot are the ones losing it more than me. Whenever we lose a game or draw a game, you lot have a meltdown of the century. I'm out here thinking, yeah, guys, this is the same issues we were it facing. It was coming. Before. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's like, I'm like, it's not that different. It's not even that shocking to me. We've just not gotten a result now, so it's not papering over the cracks. But that's the problem with some football fans, unfortunately, is that they are so focused on results, they get blinded by Thank a you. whole lot of things. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of people don't watch football. A lot, No, guys, a lot of people do not watch football. They mm -hmm. watch the ball going into the net and don't know how it got there. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's hilarious to hear how people talk about football. I'm not the most knowledgeable. The last time I played football was in year seven. Mm. But guys, there's things I see and I'm like, there's things that stats are never going to cover. Bro, yeah. do, you, do you guys know, do you want to hear a funny stat? You know mm. that Fred is 98th percentile in world football, yeah, for pressures off the ball. So it's like, if the opposition team has pressure on the ball, has the ball, he, yeah. he's in the 98th percentile of, of pressuring well, people that off press. the ball. Yeah. Now, you, you hear me say that and you think, bro, when you watch him with your eyes, you know for a fact that's not a man you want in your, in your midfield. Scott mm. McTominay is one of the worst footballers I've seen in my life. Well, hold on. Is it 3-1 or 2-2? Or, or two, 2-2. Two? Oh, two, 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 two. I, just, I just wanted to oh, let the brother oh, have his moment in it, so I didn't want to ruin it. Oh, yeah, David, David, David is not happy. You don't, you don't give a monkey's mate. Yeah. He doesn't care, man. Don't give hey, a plan for hey, it. Hey, hey, talk, to, talk to us. Where are you? Move, man. He's a fraud. Get him out, bro. <laughs> Absolute joke. Now everyone's going to Arsenal fan TV. Oh, we got our point. We got... It's crap, bro. <laughs> Take it's your safe, time man. with it. Oh, it, it. Literally, 94 <laughs> minutes were added on. 94, 30. Is, Lacazette and Nicolas for Arsenal. Nah, man, move, this, bro. This is a disgrace. Absolutely disgrace. Absolute nah, disgrace. This, this is bro. legit. This is legit how I feel about United. Like Villarreal, it's a joke, I did celebrate. I was like, yeah, cool. All right. This is yeah. uh, the Palace players look like they've just lost. They are fuming. What they've been back that yeah. Bro, that, that, that's the second time that's happened to them. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. This whew, if I was Vieira, bro. 
I know it's Arsenal away and I like I need to be happy with the point and stuff, but yo, like literally tw- 20 seconds away from being able to say that you've actually managed to get away at, at three points from Arsenal. Like that's mad. Oh my god. And Arsenal like don't really deserve it. Like they didn't have many chances. Guarantini hit the bar. Uh, Pepe was diving in the box trying to win a penalty. Yeah, that dive was horrendous. Yeah, that was shocking. Absolutely uh, horrendous. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I think we can move on to the to the rest of the games now in the in the weekend because we've that that Manchester United talk was uh, low key depressing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm just gonna go through the rest of the results and if anything jumps out at you, feel free to comment. Um, Aston Villa two. Wolverhampton Wanderers 3. Villa with 2-0 up. Let's stop. Let's stop right there, bro, because what in the hell? Like... Happy. Bro. <laughs> Do you know how comfortable they were? Do you know how comfortable Villa were? It was like... Wait, let me find out when that second goal went in. They, they need... Like, it's so Jim McGinn scored in the 68th minute to make it 2-0. They were oh, comfy. Wolverhampton... Yeah. In the 80th minute is when Wolves scored to make it 2-1. Then 3-2 in the 85th with Connor Cody. Then 90 plus 5. Gosh, we've seen late goals this weekend. Um, yeah, absolute howler from Aston Villa. Throwing away a two-goal lead. What more, what more, can, you, what more can you say about that? Um, anything else to add on that game? I, I can't lie. Villa, I don't know what's going on. This five at the back system with these players. Mm. It's I'm I'm starting to have real question marks on what's happening at Villa because it's it's generally very concerning to be winning 2-0 in a game and to lose 3-2 like that. I mean, it was unfortunate. When you see the third goal, the deflection and all of that stuff, it's it's very unfortunate. I get it. But even Villa, I expect better. That's all I can really say from this. Like past oh. the Villa, I expect better. Well, Mo, if you expect better, then you can expect it Friday night as Arsenal face Aston Villa at the Emirates. Hey. <laughs> what a game that's going to be. The next Premier League. Lola, says, Oi, Ban Arteta. Lola, that's always been your energy. So, uh, keeping the same energy, I respect it. But, yeah, man, Villa need, to, Villa need a win because that that's horrendous. That's a, a derby for them, man, against Wolves. Midlands battle there. Um, and Wolves turned it around. Um up north, Manchester City beat Burnley 2-0. Same, same. Nothing really to add there. Bernardo Silva shining in that one. Um, looking good. He's, he's back in good guys, guys. He, He's low-key having a decent season. Y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva, we're talking about? Yeah, Bernardo. Okay, let me, let me say this right now. Spoke to a few Arsenal fans. We were speaking about, you know, potential signings they can make at the summer. Bernardo Silva was a name that came up, and they questioned as to what, what quality of a player Turning he is. Turning their noses on him. Bro, I wait, could wait, not. they did what? They he questioned the him? quality of Bernardo Silva and said, why, I question why he would want to leave a winning team like Man City. And, and how that would easy. Generally speaking, I've had, to, I've had to listen to some of the maddest takes on Twitter. <laughs> This is when you learn on Twitter, like, yo, everybody has an opinion, but not everybody's worth listening to because, bro, I could not for the life of me explain to them, like, you've watched Bernardo Silva and this is your take. And they were like, yes, he wouldn't improve Arsenal. What do you mean? 
What do you mean? He improves Arsenal in every way, shape, or form. He's a winner. He's going to come to your club. He's going to elevate you. He's worth every penny to you. He even works hard. Bro, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. There's some people who can't help. Oh, my God, bro. And I could believe it. And it's because they don't want to be helped. So why should we yeah, care? They don't want to be helped. That's, that's no, I'm be happy helped. for Silva, man. I'm happy for Benando, man. He yeah, deserves yeah. it. Speaking, speaking of teams that need help, um, Norwich nil, Brighton nil. Um, another, another... I guess they, they would be disappointed. They missed an open goal in that game. They're yet to win a game. Um, next week, they've got Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. It doesn't get any easier for Norwich. Um, yeah, I think they're on their way down. Southampton won, Leeds United nil. Uh, Armando Broja, the Chelsea Loney, scoring his first goal yeah, right. on his first start for them. Big up uh, Southampton for that one. Leeds also in trouble. It's not working for these guys. Second season syndrome is real. Can't lie though, they 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 were missing big plays. Like if you looked at their starting lineup, it was bad. Rafinha wasn't there. Rafinha. Uh, I only know that from fantasy. Who else wasn't in their in their lineup? I believe one of their defenders wasn't there. I, if I'm correct, was Calvin Phillips playing or was no. he not? I'm looking at it now. Phillips wasn't there. They were playing Click in Dallas and Tyler Robertson. Which was bad. We're now Bamford. Uh, since Dan James went there, it's all gone downhill, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's brought he's brought his Man United luck with him. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, but but um, yeah, poor poor one for Leeds United on Sunday. I watched Everton versus West Ham. This was a good game, you know, very very good game. I enjoyed it. Uh, West Ham uh, one nil winners. Mikel Antonio is a flipping handful, um, but um, Ogbonna with the goal there, and of course Newcastle United in their first game under new takeovers. Obviously, the owners were in the stadium to watch them lose three two to Spurs. Harry Kane back on the score sheet. Um, yeah, Spurs back to winning ways. Um, so, the next question I have to ask you guys is, who is Player of the Week? Ooh. Firmino, bruv. Hat-trick, innit? Look at Bobby. Mm. So, this is in in all the games, right? Like, literally, yeah, who's the that stands A player that stood out. Uh, I've got, you I've know, got my one. Who's yours, AD? Um, obviously, player of the week. We we, we look at a player who's grabbed a game by the scruff of the neck, who's won essentially one day won their team in the game. Yeah, for, for, for me, that's got a hat trick, you know, decent poachers um performance. But for me, I'll go go Ed, Edward Mendy, man. When you oh. talk you, you, you talk about a guy making match winning, match defining moments, he essentially he was the reason why Chelsea left that that pitch with three points. Fantastic goalkeeper, and I think now he's starting to get the flowers that he deserved because he's been consistent. Because genuinely, when Chelsea signs him, I thought it was a stopgap. I thought Kepa's awful. This guy's somewhat decent. We yeah. can really get done a raw man in the summer. But he said, No, you know what? I'm here to stay. I'm here to show you guys what I can do. And he's grabbed both opportunities by the hands, literally grabs everything by both hands. And he's fantastic performance on Saturday. Top yeah. class. Uh, that, that's not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. Um, I'm I'm torn now because I feel like hat trick. You can't get better than that. Like you, Firmino couldn't have done more, could he? Really? But but um, they they win they win the game without without Firmino. Yeah, though. regardless, like. Yeah, you right, you right, you right. Uh, he was a good poacher, uh, but yeah. It so like Adrian, you're going Mendy. Ernest, yeah, what you saying? First of all, I want to say, Adrian, are those Jordan fours or Jordan ones? Huh? 
You see, it's, 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 it's only, it's, it's only, it's, you'd only know if you had them. Like, to, 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 to the naked eye, to the naked eye, I wouldn't know. No, I'm telling you, I wouldn't know from, from, from that angle. But, um, That's crazy. Now, I watched, I watched the game on Sunday, and I thought, if Mendy's not in this game, Brentford win. Like, yeah. in, in, in all seriousness, there was some, say, the, the overhead kick, sorry, the bicycle oh. kick, I was like, yeah, this... This guy is saving point blank range. Like oh he, he's he's really surprised me. He's very good. He's been very good. Oh, his bench highlights were awful. Uh, <laughs> well, Bosta Endo says you, you man are haters on my Bobby Dazzler. Respect him, please. Um, Footy Agenda says player of the week. Icardi. Oh. If you know, you know. <laughs> he's play, he's player of life, man. <laughs> Bro, he could have easily been not that guy this week, but uh, I, can, I, can, I can approach a Jay to the Masters misses. What? That's incredible. That's, that's incredible. Um, but judging by um, judging by the votes, if I go, I think uh, I think Edward Mendy is player of the week this week. Yeah. So congratulations to him. Um, team of the week, guys. Who is the most impressive team? Oh, my, my yeah, it's got to be Liverpool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not call it conversation. You know what? I want what? Leicester, you know. Oh. Leicester beat Man United. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the, the thing is, Liverpool were, were, were phenomenal. Liverpool were absolutely unreal. But that Watford side are a shower of absolute garbage. Yeah, for me, like, yeah. like, like, Brendan, Brendan, he out-caught coach and he out-fought Oli. No, it's not necessarily hard, admittedly. But, yeah, like, back to winning ways, back, back to back three. It, 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 it's not hard, but Leicester don't often do that. Leicester, at, Man United always go there and win. Bully so, the midfield as well. You know what? You can. You and and it's good four. Yeah, you've convinced me. I was going to go with definitely with Liverpool, but I think Leicester is definitely a shout. Uh, Boss Lando going Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. He can't believe his team are winning 5 0 and not getting Team of the Week. You know what? Um, that's a point away as well. Free mm, Agenda cool. says Team of the Week is Manchester City. That bait and switch on Ronaldo is beautiful. By stats, CR7 is the worst forward in the league in terms of tracking and pressing forward. He also plays on the same side as Sancho and Martial. Horrible deal. Oh, oh, um, Asad is saying, Wolves, what a turnaround. They should be Team of the Week. Now, <laughs> This goes against my my rule. My rule has to stand. Uh, you don't get team of the week for going 2-0 down, unfortunately. Yeah. Well done. You made a great comeback, but you went 2-0 down. No one told you to go 2-0 down. Word, word, word. Now, don't get me wrong. If there's no outstanding candidates, fair enough. But when yeah. Liverpool do what they do, unless they do what they do, yeah, it can't be Wolves. Uh, okay, right. let's, let's start voting. My vote is Liverpool. Um, Mo, what are you saying? Leicester. Yeah, man, Aiden's confused. <laughs> He's convincing, bro. That's a convincing argument. David, where you going? I will go Leicester. Oh, Adrian, Leicester, yeah? You know what? I think I've been... Oh, oh, I don't know. It's Leicester, man. Yeah, it's Leicester. Like Liverpool and Pirates, but... Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, team of the week this week is yeah, Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, Leicester done their uh, thing, man. This one, I feel like we should have Leicester... Of... Oh, no, there's, there's actually a few contenders. Oh, goodness. There's, there's two, oh, I think, oh, off the top of my head. Three. Oh, three. Go, go for it, Mo. What are your three? So the three I can think of, one obviously just got uh, got scored by uh, the Crystal Palace team there. Edward goal, in my opinion, was a very, very good goal. And second one for me, Greenwood. Um, and then the third one that I'm thinking of is the flipping 
Oh, bro. See, as much as I liked uh, Mo Salah's goal, bro, that money pass that, that Mo Salah received and the finish yeah. was so sweet. I don't know what else to say, bro. That money goal for me was too good. The first I don't really even give it to money's goal, bro. I can't even lie, bro. The pass and the finish, bro. Um, Good shout. Boston Endo says Salah, no debate. Um, I think the City goal was better than the one against Watford. Yeah, so do I. But is that fair to take away how good this goal was because he's got a better one the week before? Even though they're the same goal, like they they require different things. Like it's nuts yeah. like, how how he's doing that, man. It's absolutely it's unreal. I can't believe they watched highlights from last week's Man- uh, from that Man City game, right? And then allowed that to happen on their pitch too. Like yeah, that man. is shocking defensive. I, I, I don't think so because I think he's he knows. You know, you can know what he's gonna do, but how can you stop it? Yeah, words. It was bad. It was bad, man. I... The thing is, it, it got to a point where, where you cut in and I said, he's not doing it again. Like, you can't be doing it again. Surely. Oh. <laughs> oh. But he did. And it's in front of the away end as well. Like, it was beautiful. I can't even lie, man. I was happy for him. Yeah, man. Uh, a beautiful goal. My, my, my goal of the week is most out. I would love to give it to Mason Greenwood because what a strike. Okay, but, uh, as, yeah, Peter's also added in Salah, no question. Oh, come on, man. What about Mane's goal, bro? Yeah, Mane did what Mane had to do, but, you know, it, it's still Salah anyway. It's still Salah. Yeah, um, it's still Salah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I've been playing Greenwood respect, respect my star boy. Um, Ernest, what are you saying? Goal of the week. I'm, I'm actually in, I'm actually in agreement with Abdi. I think Greenwood's goal was fantastic. Wow. Wait, where... where wait, no, Rob, you agree with Abdi? <laughs> I've gone Salah Mo you've gone for um, Mane's goal David what are you saying Greenwood 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 Adrian you know I really like Tillyman's goal you know like the tech the tech he didn't mean it he must have meant it of course he meant it I'm not going to lie I'm not going to lie it was sweet but he didn't mean it he didn't, Wait, what? he didn't. He didn't mean it. What do you mean? It was sweet, but he didn't mean it. That was a cross. Well, was anyone in the box? Uh, oh, that's the. That, yeah, that's, the, that's disappointing because I, I genuinely thought he meant it. I feel like he did. Oh but man, the, the, angle, the, angle he, the angle he shoots from, I'm like, he can't have meant that as a as a shot. It, the dip, oh. the dip was too sweet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like right in the corner. Oh. I mean, to be honest, I was going to go for Salah for goal of the week anyway. I just wanted to sort of mention it. Yeah, Salah goal of the week, but I really liked, hopefully, Tillemans' um, intended target. Ma, I'm not going to lie. Greenwood's goal was sweet. Oh, it was yeah. fake. Yeah, yeah, it was, he it was hit that so sweet, man. Wait, wait, wait. Adrian, Adrian you going for Salah? We're going for Salah. Hey, Greenwood, right. by the way, he's going to the top, man. That is un- oh. that's unruly. Left foot, right foot. No, guys, I have just, I'm, I'm watching the highlights now, yeah? I'm so sorry. Greenwood has gone of the week. Nah. Yeah. Um, Mo, the, the choice is yours because you're, you're in the middle here. So we have to pick Greenwood or Salah. Which one? Nah, let's give it to Greenwood, bro. It's, it, it was actually a very ridiculous goal. Yeah, I can't believe yeah, like. yeah, it. Greenwood every time, bro. Left foot, right foot. He, he, he's got the quality in his locker to, to beat a keeper from any range. So shout out to him. Um... Yeah, last but not least, David. Who's not that guy? Uh, we go, we got a couple this week. We, we have a couple, couple, yeah. We got a couple, yeah. So, the first one, yeah, Jojo Shelby, yeah. 
You're not that guy, bruv. Of course. You come on the pitch, you trip up them and Dembele, yeah? You get yellow card. Then Rogelin is free on goal, yeah? Knowing full well you're on yellow card, you just chopped him down, sent off, you hope the comeback, bruv. So, next time, sort yourself out. You're not that guy. No, no, the no. Next... David, wait, wait, wait. Before you move on, I, I need to discuss this because the, of all days to have such a horrible cameo, yeah? He chose the day of Ofsted inspection when the new owners have just come to pre what's going on at, at Newcastle for the first time. Do you know how many Saudis were in that stadium? And that's Holy when he drop a like that. Snipers at the top of the at the top of the ground spot. He, yeah, he deserves the worst. No, he decided he didn't want to be allowed today, bruv. So, no, but in, in fairness to Steve Bruce, right? He's a, he's a, he's an awful coach in any in any respect. You know what I mean? Like he he could have lost that game with Saudi or no Saudi. He's just a bad manager. So, okay, next one. Yeah, this gentleman. Yeah, this donut. Was born July, July second, nineteen ninety. Yeah, and there's a famous, there's a famous clip of him. Yeah, of him going to his chairman, bruv, trying to say, "Ah, it's the deal on to AC Milan, bruv." I was like, "Wait, where are you going, fam?" Danny Rose, you're not that guy as well, bruv. Salah gave him the business. You just yeah. went to retire, bruv. Look, he looks chunky as well, man. He looks like he's put on some weight. He needs, he to, has. He needs to drop that. I thought I, I thought he retired. I genuinely thought he retired. I saw a picture of him after the season, last season. I'm like, yeah, this guy ain't play football no more. Now, genuinely, all that was on his mind was going Mayfair. He was just on going raving after that. That's what he cared about. He was just, he was just, he was just wondering if the man didn't book, book the table. He oh, don't oh, care about football no more. So that's the little, those are the little honourable mention. Now, this gentleman, yeah, he mm. had to get it. I heard the story. I went and read up on it. He's had a howl above. And it's, okay. it was so unnecessary. It was not necessary. You could have avoided all this, but nah, bro. This gentleman born 9th of February, 1993. Where was he born? Rosario Argentinian, yeah? He's played for Sampdoria, Inter Milan, and he's currently on loan at PSG, yeah? And so, apparently, he's dating a... Is it a model, yeah? Who is he dating? In, 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 he's agent, I don't even know, blood. Was he dating her? I thought he married her or something. Yeah. Well, all he... the way, all the way engaged or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, bruv. But basically, yeah, there were a little bit of issues going on. Da, 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 da. So my man decides, ah, let me check this girl's phone, blood. Yeah, so... <laughs> that's, that's never a good thing. No, 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 no. And then she agreed, yeah, on the condition that I go and check, check your phone. So he agreed, bruv. Oh, he didn't discover anything in her phone. Oh, like two twos now. They've caught something in your phone, cuz. Ah, two's gone off. So, Mario Icardi. Actually, no, let me get your full name. Let me give it, do it justice like I do it, bruv, for the rest of them, bruv. Mario Emmanuel Icardi. You love that guy, fam. Throw it out, bruv. It out. Man got caught, caught slipping, bruv. The girl sent him a text here. I just want to come and, you know, quah, quah, quah. Bastard, <laughs> <laughs> uh, red-handed, bruv. Okay, blood. After he stole it from Maxi Lopez, how many years ago? Ah, uh, mad, 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 mad. mad. Max, yeah. no, no, do you know what that was bad? Man was his man took you under your under your wing. Yep. He said, "I'm. Let me look after you. Let me show you the ropes. You're an young Argentinian away from home. I'll look after you here in Spain." You, you start pumping my missus. 
<laughs> you took his kids, you tattooed their faces on your body. No, he's a nasty piece of work, man. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So he's, he's Hall of Fame worthy, in my opinion. He's a nasty piece of work. Um, Footy Agenda has got a couple of examples. He says, not that guy number one. Glenn Torren keeper Aaron McCary responds to an equaliser by taking out teammate Bobby Burns and getting sent off. <laughs> That's funny. Where's that? Wells? I think it's Ireland or something. Holy smokes. Yeah, Bobby, Burns, Bobby Burns and Aaron McCary definitely sound like Ireland. Yeah, to be um, fair, they do. Yeah. There's not that guy number two, Bundesliga in general. The temerity of them trying to prop up first place Bayern versus second place Leverkusen, and it's 5 0 40 minutes in. Add to that faulty exports, Sancho Cholesterol, Kagawa, Sahin, Ale, Jovic. Oh, me and me and Mo were having a conversation about this on Saturday about the Bundesliga exports. And at what point? I mean, Sancho Cholesterol is hilarious. But at what point yeah, do we start yeah. to look at this and go, hmm, maybe these guys cannot graduate seamlessly into the Premier League because their league is not the test? Bro, so many have failed. I think the better question would be, who's, who's passed? That Bundesliga tax is nuts, man. Yeah. Probably what, Aubameyang? Who else? Yeah. I, I feel like people just don't do their research well, man. Like, it's, that's generally what it comes down to. Is when you sign these players, what do you know? What player you're signing? Do you know what actually is this player's best attributes? And do, are, do, are you actually playing to that best attribute? Have you also analysed the way our league is and the way that league is? If that would affect the way that you would like to use them, all of these things are for me an issue. But I get it. Fair enough. Agenda yeah. will fix in it. Uh, oh, this is footy agendas making the comments, of course. Um, Footy Agenda also says Matip passed, but he was a free signing. He did, he did, he did. He did yeah. pass, to be fair. Um, I've, I've got one. Did, it, did anybody watch any of the, uh, the Italian football last night? There was a lot of uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, oh, oh, the, the Milan game? Uh, no, I wasn't even... What, Inter Milan? No, you see. No, I, I wasn't, I wasn't oh. talking about that game. Well, what happened in that game? Um, they came back. Came back from behind. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Um, no, I was talking about Lazio versus Inter. So, um, Lazio beat Inter 3-1, yeah? And then Felipe Luiz goes up to... Apparently, he's best friends with Correa, who plays for Inter Milan. He goes behind him and hugs him after they've just beaten them 3-1, right? Then Correa turns around and swings on him. What? Where's pissed. He's like, fam, we just lost. Don't touch me. I'm fuming. Swings a punch at him, catches him. The referee sends off Felipe Luiz for for like taunting him and, and basically trying to humiliate him after the win. And then Felipe Luiz is like crying at the end of the game because he got sent off. I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. If you have not seen it, YouTube it and go and watch this. It, BT posted the clip of the incident. It, it's all a bit crazy, but is, yeah, he got sent off for that. Is, I, is, that, I, your, is that your Felipe Luiz? No, no, it's another guy. He wears yeah. Ramos on the back of his shirt, mm. but it's Felipe Luiz. He plays for uh, Lazio. Um, big up, sorry. Um, also me, in a... me... There was there was one one uh, mention from this area as well. The Juve and Roma game, though. Whoever that referee was, I don't even know your name. You're not that guy. Oh my God! Howler. Absolute howl. Like I don't know why he he literally gave a penalty to something that was already a play on, and they've scored from. And they missed the penalty. Like it was so bad. I've never. Uh, and people think that there's controversial decisions in in the in in England when it comes to the Premier League. 
with VAR, and that was some, one of the most shocking things I've watched in the Serie A. How how on earth do Roma score and you give a penalty? It didn't make sense, bro. I, I still don't know. He blew the whistle, bro. He blew the whistle oh, too quickly. Right. Yeah, and it was like yeah. there, was no, there was no need. I hate that. Actually, no need. Um, but yes, unless anyone has anything else to add, I think that's the end of Top 4 Podcast today. Thank you so much to all of the listeners. Thank you so much to all of the panellists. Thank you, Mo, for coming down. Your first it's appearance. It's been a pleasure. Nah, nah, it's been a pleasure having you, for sure. Definitely for sure. not the last, man. You know, boy. Yeah, yeah, we got we got to get you back on. But yeah, as always, um, like and subscribe. If you're new here, uh, make sure you... Ooh, we got another comment from Footy Agendas. He says, last year fans shouting monkey chance at Dumfries. Last year fans are a whole nasty piece of work. Man, Italy... Italy, I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the, the racism there is just a bit mad. I saw Moise Keane scored yesterday and I was thinking, right, he's come back here. But I guess it's not for him. Yes, oh, obviously, obviously, Tammy's there. They've got a lot of black players and all the, all the big teams. There's there's a handful. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I hope, those guys, I hope those guys stay safe out there. But it's tight. Mm. Um, not, 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 like it's, uh, not like it's much better in England. But anyway, <laughs> I appreciate everybody for watching. As I said before, like the video, help us share. Um, and um, we will see you Monday, 8 o'clock next week. And we'll be talking about Manchester United versus Liverpool. Potentially an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sacking on Monday morning. Who knows? Trust. Uh, Come on, Liverpool. Do the job. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody.